This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to NL Hafta and if you're listening to us from a podcast page on our website you will see we have a spanking new website. The content management system the new one is in place and we have migrated finally after lots of hitches and glitches over the last 3 or 4 days. There may be some articles that still don't appear there is some compatibility issue with the design and the artwork we have that will happen hopefully by the weekend but all of you who could not log in and are facing login issues i think about 95% of your problems have been resolved if there are a few they will be fixed by sunday because our new cms is all sorted set and now hopefully you will not be embarrassed when you recommend a news laundry subscription to your friends and family So thank you dear subscribers and listeners for nudging us shaming us and making us fix our tech and coming soon is our app that will happen once we have the design finalized you'll be tweaking the design and the layout uh, of the website and once we finalize that the app will be under construction on that note may i remind you to pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay Advertisers served, and that was clear by Mr. Ashok Gehlot's statement last week. For those of you who saw, that if you don't read the government's news, the government will not give you ads. So anyone who was thinking that ads are honest journalism, Mr. Gehlot has rested. All arguments have been settled once and for all by his inadvertent goof-up. On that note, let me introduce the panel today. We have joining us someone we've been wanting to get for a long time, but finally here she is. Many of you already know her. Advaita Kala, welcome Advaita. She is a best-selling internationally YouTube. published novelist. She has written. You can say thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to that mic. <laughs> okay, so Advaita didn't pick up a mic, so now she's <laughs> still figuring out that she has to like a rock star hold this, like Queen. I want to break free. Okay, her debut novel, Almost Single, has sold over 150,000 copies. Wow, that's pretty cool, yeah. That's mm. a lot. That's 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 a good number. Yes. Because I know uh, in publishing, when I was asking friends of mine who write and all, if you sell like ten thousand, it's good. It's it's a hit. And that was the bestseller standard ten years ago, and it's the same. So you can imagine this market hasn't really expanded. Hmm. Then it's been translated into French, Marathi, and Hindi. Wow! You're an award-winning screenwriter. Of course, I've seen your film Kahani. And unique to Advaita's writing is ability to cross genres. She has written a TV show for primetime television. She's done film. She's done fiction. Of course, she writes columns regularly in leading publications and newspapers. And you have seen her, I'm sure, appear regularly on 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 panels talking about things from gender to politics, religion, and the like. So, welcome. Advaita. Thank you so much. Then we have our in-house gang of Mehraj, hello, Manisha, hello, and Anand joining us from Patna. Hey, Anand. Hello. So, um, in the headlines, we have, amongst other things, the Delhi election is up, and the rhetoric has started. the hmm. The lists are out. I think all the manifestos are out. In fact, last year, I think BJP's manifesto came out just one day before polling. I think they are going to do the same thing this time also. So, wow. uh, <laughs> so there's Delhi election. We will discuss the. road shows the filing of nomination we've done a report around that then amit shah is saying that you can protest all you want caa is not being withdrawn it's not going anywhere then the bjp president finally has been replaced so it's no longer mr shah it's jp nadda hmm. for those of you um, who were not up to speed 
I think the BJP constitution had been modified once to give Mr. Shah a second term as a party chief because usually they don't repeat a party chief. And now I guess it had to be handed over to someone. So there's a very interesting cartoon, I think by Manjul, of Mr. Nadda trying to fill Mr. Amit Shah's shoes. So he's like using a ladder to climb onto these shoes. <laughs> so bigger than him. So, that, so uh, the Supreme Court bench heard the petition to stay the Citizen Amendment Act. They have given the center four weeks to respond and they said they will hear all 144 petitions, most mm. of which are against the CAA and they have prohibited any high court in the country from listening to any petition. Meanwhile, Amit Shah has said that you can protest as much as you want. We will not take CAA away. This was in Lucknow. And Chandrasekhar Azad, who made an uh, entry at Shaheen Bagh, where I was, and we can talk about that, uh, has also been going around Delhi. And recently he said that I'm going to make my inflammatory speech every day. The inflammatory speech is reading the Constitution and the preamble. Um, there's been some... The JNU story is actually almost relegated now, but uh, there was an RTI application that said that CCTVs at JNU's server room were not vandalized, but shut down on January 3rd. So the whole vandalism thing is up there. Also, yeah. it's been 14 days now since um, the attack. There hasn't been a single yeah, arrest yet. So uh, Meanwhile, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. There was a very disturbing case in Goa University where a teenage Afghan student was stabbed. The NSUI uh, student group, which is affiliated to the Congress, said that they need security arrangements here and they fear that it's going to be there's going to be a repeat of JNU violence. But there and is nothing to suggest so far that that yeah, murder had anything no. political or, yeah. or not. And um, Bhima Koregaon cases are going to be decided in the next three, four days. I think it's, that's going to be a very interesting development to watch out for. What's exactly going to happen to these activists who've been in jail for now two years almost? Yeah. 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 And also the kind of noises the state government is making. Uh, it appears that th- there seems to be a little more sympathetic view of the arrests and the kind of karivahi uh, that happened when these people were arrested. And uh, finally, no, no, not finally, 503 Lok Sabha MPs, including Amit Shah, have failed to furnish property details. I will just be discussing this in a little more detail, but I think this is an interesting thing to discuss at a time when a lot of papers have to be submitted by many people in the country, as we are set for CAA and NPR. And Amazon boss Jeff Bezos' phone hacked by Saudi Crown Prince, says a report. The Guardian yeah, what carried a crazy this report. story. This is a really crazy story. What a crazy story. And uh, we will discuss this in some more detail later in the show as well. But China has barred this. The Guardian article says 11 million. Uh, but I, 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 it's a I, city of 11 million people. Three they cities, have, total of 11 million. I think it's, it's. Yeah, Wuhan is the big city. Yeah. So they have quarantined that. So it has so far killed 17 people. There is this mysterious SARS like illness. I think SARS. 600 people had died when that uh, outbreak happened. Around 800 like, people in 17 countries. Yeah, and I remember that time, wherever you went, there was this mask being worn. Uh, so yeah, there's all that. But first, um, oh, there's other, there's some other uh, headlines, which is the Muzaffarnagar shelter home, if you remember that story. Mm-hmm. It's a 2018 story, which in fact, News Laundry was one of the first to report on. Yes. Uh, there's been convictions in that case, including the um, owner of the shelter home in Muzaffarnagar, Brajesh Thakur. So 19 people have been yeah. convicted yeah. for physically molesting. Rape to and, molestation. And then Aligarh police has booked Sandeep Pandey, a Maxis Awardee, for using foul language against Savarkar. <laughs> So this Sandeep Pandey is always getting booked, no? Every yeah. other day because he's, he's in UP. He's getting booked. I have some. Yeah, nice and Yogi Rajinath said also recently, no, that if Azadi slogan is sedition now, uh, also don't what you foul dare. language will you use for Savarkar? I mean, 
उट on more nuanced argument hmm. uh, supported by facts and not so much uh, name calling and <laughs> rhetoric hmm. and those kind of things i mean we can leave that to the politicians hmm. but unfortunately i think uh, news debate today has has just completely lost out on nuance and on actual uh, debate why do you think that is i you know i mean the the lazy argument is uh, trps okay and saying that the louder you are the angrier you are uh the better it is for ratings and that's really the model that is followed across the board so i think i think on a on a deeper level also i think um earlier on when uh, media was partisan but wasn't necessarily open about it hmm. you know <laughs> and still believed in keeping that veil going hmm. i think what's happened post that is uh, you have a bit of the fox model that you have in the us hmm. now here in india as well where people are far more um, wearing their their ideology their political biases so to speak on their sleeves and coming i so in that sense it's a good thing but on the other hand you know there isn't really that space for debate anymore right so um are you writing anything for film after kahani there was kahani 2 of course i am and the whole uh, the whole landscape has changed because now you have a situation wherein uh, you have um, you know the otp platforms the web series so it's a monster that needs to be fed constantly so mm. i think it, it there hasn't been a more exciting time for a creative writer so than there is right now you're writing something right now yes i'm writing i'm pitching you know i mean it's a long process you're not bengali are you no i mean the people who've seen kahani bengalis yeah. who've seen kahani wished i was bengali <laughs> very disappointed that i was not but i was very strategic about that because i've lived in calcutta for some time and i said you know the lead character has to be non bengali because if she is and i get it wrong then mm. i've had it mm. right. so she has to respond to the city as an outsider because if she is from the city and she responds in certain ways uh, they won't leave me alone i see <laughs> So let's start with the Delhi election. So I'll just give you the context. A few things that have happened. One is all the people have announced whoever is contesting against Arvind Kejriwal. Both BJP and Congress have put lightweights. They have put first timers. Arvind's um, nomination almost didn't happen because the last day there were a hundred people sitting there filing nomination papers. We have a really interesting story about this. That who are these people, and why were they filing nominations and you'll be surprised and amused at some of these people who were contesting elections it was clearly to delay him or harass him or try to ensure he doesn't contest 
and so, some of, many of them were former rap supporters yeah, that's, who don't that like him. Yeah, that was the largest bunch. Sort <laughs> of, but I think yeah. he was dignified <laughs> in his reply. You know, yeah. he said, "This yeah, is yeah. a democracy. We've all made mistakes." So I'm liking the new restrained Kejriwal. Yeah, I think it's. You think a, he's been put in his place? I no, but. <laughs> I think he's smart Delhi and he knows yeah, that yeah. that wasn't working that avatar of dharna and chief secretary and all of that fact, was just not working uh, manish i'll tell us a little bit about the town hall with rahul shiv shankar and that kapil mishra who was a, who held a ministerial post in the first delhi cabinet uh, is contesting from bjp and he has set the cat among the pigeons by saying it's india versus pakistan hoga 8 february ko which was very problematic and everybody like showed it as a problematic headline but last night times now carried it as a full fledged legitimate argument and i think you know all channels have had their preferences and biases but specifically times now it appears like if i were the boss i would say now you are taking part in the election and this is what you have to do i mean times now has gone like way beyond anything i've seen any channel do Yeah, yeah. Times and Republic also. Republic, I mean, no. Republic is more about how what what Arnab is angry about. It doesn't seem strategic. It's what I'm pissed off about today. Times is if this is a narrative, it'll be picked up from there. So that's the other thing to your original question. The other change that I've seen and why I'm doing fewer of these is also the Hindu Muslim, Hindu Muslim, Hindu Hindu Muslim. Earlier when we used to do the Hindu Muslim, it used to be the mullahs used to be on the pandits used to be on, and they would say no jeans or no cell phone, mm-hmm. and girls should behave like this. And those were the kind of debates we were doing for the Hindu Muslim social issues. But now it's uh, if you check. out of a week like say 5 days of prime time programming with their top anchors you'll have about 3 days which are around this hindu yeah. muslim topic which i think is problematic because it lacks nuance it brings forward the most radical voices it almost you're almost cast and it's in these almost roles. and it's often not relevant to whatever needs to be discussed no, at the time not right? at all so uh, there was that there was kapil mishra's nomination then there was tejender bagga saying tejender hamara bhai hai pm modi ki parchhai hai पीएम मोदी क्विकली ट्राइंग टू रन अवे फ्रॉम इज परछाई कि हु द फक केम अप विद दिस स्लोगन बट दिस इज द पोस्टर दैट इज गोइंग अराउंड तेजेंदर हमारा भाई है पीएम मोदी की परछाई है बट बग्गा माइट बी आवर फर्स्ट ट्विटर पॉलिटिशियन वेल ही इज इमर्ज्ड फ्रॉम ट्विटर एंड डन अ लॉट ऑफ लाइक यू नो एक्टिविज्म द फर्स्ट टाइम आई हर्ड इट ट्यूड हिम वाज व्हेन ही हैड यू नो गॉन एंड बीट अप प्रशांत हिज भगत सिंह क्रांति सेना सो आई थिंक दैट वाज व्हेन ही रोज टू प्रोमिनेंस एंड नाउ Uh, so i so we'll talk about all these elements of the uh, delhi election but first uh, manisha what did you make of arvind kejriwal's town hall it was really nice it was great fun and it was great fun too because like you said i've been watching a lot of times now and it's true that and it's going to happen in the run up to delhi elections they're going to take everything that they can and spin it against kejriwal and it's very it's very planned you know that here's a channel that's basically campaigning against aap so it was really fun to see like kejriwal just give it back to him he was rahul chhapsinghe was trying to corner him on shaheen bagh but he completely like you know destroyed him with his uh, humne delhi mein health care kiya so and he keeps going back to what he's done for delhi and he's not getting pinned by these questions of you know the scary pakistan or uh, shaheen bagh protests and stuff like that and also i think rahul chhapsinghe is supremely uncomfortable in hindi so every time as we know from the so much hua hai kitna kiya hai aur kya bacha hai question so every time he uh, i think kejriwal switched to hindi also and he was quite like he didn't know how to counter him so it was a, it was a fun watch i see so and like did it. they open it to the audience did the audience get to ask questions at the town hall naam ke waste ki bhai the hall mein kar diya lekin town hall format to there has to be so there was no 
audience question. So then how is no, it a town hall? I, I think someone should tell them if you just do it in the hall, it doesn't make it a town hall. They when we do it, we shot in the hall in town. Oh, it's a town hall. No. They have prime time. They have super prime time. They have super super prime time, and none of what they say makes sense anymore. So I I mean, names are not the least problem. But the problem, like we were talking about, like going after RSS and Naveka and Arnab is easy. One particular problem nobody talks about is these channels, these media organizations are owned by some people, mm. very wealthy, very rich, very Jay. influential people. Mm. Why? Uh, why is nobody holding them accountable for this? Right. Because, like you're saying, if it's a strategic decision to spew hmm. all this hate, the buck stops with them. With them, absolutely. And I watched this show, Bombshell. Oh, uh, the movie week, you mean? The movie, yeah. Fantastic. And in that, there's this one scene where Roger Ailes, you know, his name? Yes. The Fox News ha, person. Fox. So Roger, he was very powerful, and you know, he created Roger Fox Ailes. I think Ailes. Is, uh, Roger Ailes is like flipping out, and one of Murdoch's sons goes and says, "Just calm down." He says, "Don't tell me what to do in my uh, newsroom." He says, "If it was yours, you'd own it." <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's that's your right. But on the other hand, uh, the edit today, Times of India edit today is yeah. is you know yeah. a, a questioning Times the CAA. So, so there's another game. That's true. Actually. You know, the the print has almost nothing to do with the broadcast. And Mira now for a while was was you know sort of like Akshay Kumar and Twinkle Khanna. You know, they have completely <laughs> different ideological positions. That and too, Times I think, is has of, been really yeah. really critical. That I think it's not editorial. like that too is part of the strategy. I think because like Appease it allows them to yeah. like sail in multiple boats at the same time. So yeah, no matter who changes, they yeah. won't be shut down. Like f- yeah. Uh, but uh, I'd like to come to Anand. Uh, what do you think of the campaign, Anand? I don't know whether you've seen it, but what I see is that uh, BJP is like fighting. Like you know, when you go play a team where you were certain you're going to lose, you just like try to play all unorthodox. Shows. Like do what the fuck you want. You tell everyone in the team just jo karna hai karo. Maro. Yeah, fuck it, yeah. Uh-huh. It need not make sense. So when you see the hoardings up in town, they are showing four things. Like right from this outer ring road, triple talaq. Uh, the CAA, the surgical strikes, and one more thing, which is about Pakistan Muslim thing. So, desh badla, ab Delhi badlenge. Now, none of those four things actually have anything to do with any development issues. It is either a religious issue or Ram Temple. Sorry, these are the four issues that hoardings are talking about. Kapil Mishra says in India Pakistan. That is what is. Times now picks that up and puts a full debate on it as if it's a legitimate kind of argument. That's similar to what Amit Shah said during the Lok Sabha elections. Yeah. Pakistan may patake for denge if. Correct. But <laughs> but I can understand. Bihar. But I can understand in the Lok Sabha election that was. But Delhi election, I'm not sure if it's smart strategically. And of course, I think it removes any doubt, at least in my head, that there is any other agenda of of the BJP than the anti-Muslim or rhetoric. So I would like to know Anand's view on this with the with the Delhi election campaign and Advaita and then we'll go this way. Anand, yours. You see, uh, I have already said that uh, I, I think two weeks earlier when there was a discussion on the same topic that uh, like the regional satraps in Odisha, Bihar or southern states, uh, Mr. Kejriwal is uh, now well entrenched in Delhi politics and he is in here for the long run. So BJP's assessment uh, is that and uh, the day Modi and Shah uh, make this assessment that this is a losing cause uh, in any state election, they don't invest too much into it. 
so uh, they make larger strategic points say like the nationalist agenda and all that so it is more uh, very localized larger municipal kind of elections where tangibles are more important the civic amenities and this all that now uh, the national election are a combination of tangibles and non-tangibles of identity politics while here the tangibles would uh, outweigh the non-tangibles uh, that is na a nature of localized elections so uh, they are uh, trying to stick to the larger agenda first second is uh, kejriwal of last two three years has gone parallel with the mainstreaming of up the mainstreaming of up as a uh, political party that has been the success of the regular politics in the country that a contrarian party had to mainstream itself and there are number of regions why this is being argued so uh, there is a, my argument is that there is no, nothing called new politics there is always only a new politician so Tadweta uh, was talking about the restraint is rival. Now this goes parallel to that uh, of where to strike the right notes, so where the cost-benefit analysis of uh, his core constituencies, what will go uh, well with them, go down well with them, what will not. This assessment has been uh, the makeover that Kezriwal has gone through in the last three years. That was the limited point I was making. Adweta, uh, you have been a supporter, a vocal supporter of the BJP. In fact, in 2014, there was much hope with uh, Mr. Modi. Do you see personally for yourself, and I guess you're part of groups that are more sympathetic to the BJP than say I am, because, you know, hmm. other than a few family members, I don't have anyone who's really... <laughs> have you disowned them already or you're... <laughs> no, no, some of them have kind of flipped. Huh. But yeah, some of them, I they don't talk to me anymore because <laughs> I stopped being polite. In fact, I want to talk about that at some stage. It's based on a letter that has come hmm. from a subscriber. But do you see the whole economy? Like, I can tell you, I mean, that is true for some of, you know, the investors of Small Screen, my earlier company. Friends of mine who live overseas, they're bankers. They were huge Modi supporters. Hmm. They've done like a full 180 degrees because yeah. they have zero interest in the cultural agenda. They have zero interest in Hindutva. They were confident that Modi would be the Manmohan Singh what they had thought Manmohan Singh would be. Hmm. And Manmohan Singh was. He fucking got them returns that they'd never get otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, but within three years, they figured that that's not... It. But then there were others within the country. I and mean, that I can get from, you know, some of the guys who, who just see the money. They just see what, what they can get as far as the, the, the bottom line is concerned. A, do you think there is an economic agenda at all? Or is it clear? Because that's been my thesis that there is no economic agenda. It's always been a cultural agenda. There's too many evidence to that. And has that changed how you look at the party or do you still have the kind of support and the hope from them that you did earlier? You know, for me, uh, I think uh, Prime Minister Modi was someone who was offering change and hope. And that's critical in, uh, you know, any kind of election. You know, I, I do believe uh, that elections are more emotional one, one, Absolutely. you know, one more on the emotional plank than they are actually on any kind of, you know, uh, hope. Yeah, it's all about. It's all yeah, about yeah. hope. You know, this I mean, that's what Obama brought in, mm. and uh, I mean, he, I mean, I find it interesting, you know, because he he went on went on to win a Nobel Peace Prize, but he's one of the U.S. presidents who's bombed, who's dropped more kilos <laughs> you know? of bombs. Exactly. No, fact, so I think a lot. Why, what right, is the larger point? It's I'm emotion making? inside the hope or anger. Trump was a vote for anger. A lot of people who may not necessarily like Trump were saying. 
fuck you liberals you guys crooked hillary yeah, yes exactly. you know so that, it's emotional you know, you know the clinton the clinton kind of uh, uh, you know set that dominated us politics for so long and uh, Uh, you know so i think i think there is an element of that so i think in that sense prime minister modi captured the imagination of a lot of people clearly and uh, he continues to hold on to that i don't think that that has really changed now it has is the economy not in great shape of course it's not in great shape i'm not an economist i can't provide solutions i can't speak for what what will get it back on track i do i am aware of the fact that globally the economy is, isn't in great shape so maybe that has i'm not maybe but that probably has something to do with it on the other issues like the larger issues in terms of say article 370 i think to the to the indian right so to speak although i don't believe in this right left hmm. you know i think it's, it's just another it's, form it's, of identity politics it's a difficult one in indian context very much case. so hmm. you know you know so if you look at something like an article 370 so what does modi do you know every time you're kind of you know uh, assessing what's going on or you know the chatter around it is getting different he pulls off one of those brave decisions that uh, you really even though if you support it you never actually thought that any political leader would have the courage to do that and he goes ahead and does it because that's in my view this article 370 going was essential hmm. you know if you believe kashmir is a part of india and, and there are people who don't think it's an integral part of india well, but i, I, I personally yeah i i'm not in favor of it going because i think it's an illegal act okay. so that's so that's I mean, the thing. Yeah. so for, for someone like me you know who who believes that you know it's an integral part of india and i felt that this you know article kind of increased separateness for it to go and for him to do something like that is 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 wow but then how do you reconcile the fact that they will not uh, revoke article 371 from the northeast and in fact amit shah had to quickly double down there and go go kind of have to explain no we are not going to touch article 371 because waha par like i've said it on hafta i mean i've shot in uh, arunachal and nagaland sure for me to get the ilp the inline permit to shoot there for my crew yeah. was more difficult than for me getting the carne uh, and or carnetic hota hai for, to mm. to go shoot in mauritius and the us and stuff where also i've shot but the moment that happened of course there was a fear so why would they t- not touch article 371 if that is the case you know so this is what makes us so interesting as people because we have so many multiple identities take me for example uttarakhand is a state where the culture the language all of it is dying so i have increasingly found myself leaning towards some sort of cultural preservation ecological pre- preservation i'm not sure article 371 all the way there but certainly something that you know a uh, controls this this sort of uh, diminishment or this depletion of our cultural heritage so i can recognize in that sense you know the reason why they would want to preserve some of that i can recognize that even in kashmir why they would want to sure, preserve some some of their authenticity because we have rapidly lost it and now with the all weather road coming in i think we had a conversation also briefly about this was i feel like there's going to be even more of an erosion sure. and in terms of the environment in terms of the culture but as far as the it, the campaign is concerned do you think think what do you think delhi they have a chance i mean do you do crystal ball gazing are you happy with the campaign what do you think they can campaign on the bjp if you had to advise them what would it be well i don't think they listen to advice that would be one criticism <laughs> but i would say that the bjp in delhi is a divided house i don't think it's a, any big secret uh, you know so i think uh, they will have to get their act together i think uh, they are they are seeing some traction again uh, because of 
you know, the nationalist mood and those kind of emotions. But I feel Kejriwal in the last two years has played very smart politics. I mean, we don't even remember that slap gate with the chief secretary anymore unless mm. I bring it up like now mm. because he's just weird away from that kind of politics. And uh, I, I commend the fact that, you know, we haven't seen abuse in this election. You know, uh, they did have Manoj Tiwari dancing to, I think, mm. Kejriwali Aega or some song mm-hmm. like that, which they've sued them for. Mm. But other than that, we haven't seen that level of vitriol or nastiness. And and that's because uh, Kejriwal has stuck to, uh, you know, the work that he's done. And on the ground, I do see appreciation for the work that he's done. And uh, I think it's a BJP versus AAP fight where AAP does seem to have a lead over them at this point of time and Congress is nowhere in the picture really what do you take of the Delhi this is exactly why I miss the old Kejriwal because when he he came along he was a disruptor exactly Mm. like Modi is he still is like uh, she was talking about article 370 it's a different discussion who it's an integral part for because Mm. Kashmiris were never consulted Mm. they only did it for their people base in India Mm. so that's leaving that discussion aside he did that he did the the NRCC thing. He mm. continues to be a disruptor. Only when he started in 2014, that disruption was in 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 the sense of aspiration. Hmm. He was selling aspiration to people. That I mean, the circumstances have been such since then. The economy has gone, and all that, all those things have happened. They can't sell that anymore. They can't hmm. sell aspiration. So they are selling hate and fear, but still disrupting. Kejriwal, uh, like they were saying, so he is more mainstreamed. He is selling aspiration, still material aspiration, but in a very limited sense. So when he came along to change the politics, because India, except for that brief period of Mandal politics, has always been Status business coist. as usual, business as usual. Mm. He came along to change that, to disrupt that. And that was his appeal also. Now, whether his transition to a moon mainstream politician, I mean, he has done a lot of good work. I mean, you can see it on the ground. He has done a lot of good work on the ground. So whether that is good enough to keep him going is, let's see. Hmm. But Uh, then again, that's a problem in a way because that will limit his, I mean, he has ambitions to go all around the country. He tried hmm. in Punjab and Goa. That didn't work out. But if he's limiting himself to these municipal issues... Hmm. So where does it then? The, the, there is no growth. Where for does it then? leave him when he goes out to a state which is like a rural state, mm-hmm. for example? Well, of there course, my view in that, uh, which I've articulated earlier, and before we come to Manisha, I do think that one of the reasons that BJP and Congress don't have much of a chance is because they don't have a face. You know, like I've said, they don't. today yeah. in the digital age, you vote for a person. Yeah, you don't vote for party. You don't vote for ideology. Yeah, that's we true. are in the reality show stage, and I said that to Manoj Tiwari. In fact, I think. You know, people will laugh at him or whatever else. Even had they pitched Manoj Tiwari as the face, as a chief ministerial candidate, they would stand a better chance than going without a candidate. But I think but their face is Modi. I mean, but wherever. he won't be chief minister. You see, the, it's very easy to puncture that. You can't say that he's chief minister. He's the prime minister. You need a face that Arvind versus who? No matter who that who is. I mean, people will laugh at Trump, but he bloody kicked Hillary's ass, na. So I think people may have laughed at Manoj Tiwari, but. Playing up a person, no matter how bizarre or ridiculous it may seem, I think gives the other guy a tough fight. You have to... But they haven't been able to do it because it's a divided house. But isn't it their argument? It doesn't matter who's in the state. As long as Modi ji is there, everything will be fine. I don't think people buy that argument. I don't want to diminish the effort it takes to work, uh, you know, fight an election and all of that. But really, Delhi, in a lot of ways, is 
sort of a glorified RWA, yeah. you know, in that sense. Delhiites are, are not looking for vision necessarily. They're looking for their basic things to be sorted, you know, electricity, water, roads, okay, that kind of thing. I mean, it's a pampered city in that hmm. sense, you know. So they're not really looking for vision and the path forward or any of that. They just want things to go as they're going. And, you know, I back a couple of months ago, I said, you know, if there was a green party hmm. that emerged... I think Delhi they would give Kejriwal also a run for the money, at least in a couple of seats, even if it was the urban po- elite pockets of the city. Hmm. He would, you know, he would have to struggle to win those because uh, those are the kind of preoccupations of Delhi at different s- stratas of society and something like pollution was yeah. across classes, you know. Manisha? I don't know if it's not a disruption. I, I do think it's a party that is disrupting. I think in Indian politics today, if you're talking about education and health, it's a bit of a disruption considering everyone else is talking about NRC or Ram Mandir or Pakistan. So I, I don't buy that charge. I, I do think for a party that's not catering to identity politics and they're making it about education and healthcare, it is quite a disruption. And those are big aspirations, I think. I mean, when you're talking about vision or what's your vision, I, I think those are those are very important visions for someone to you articulate know, on. I he see, does it well. I see, you know, you know, if we're going to, I think the figure is like by 20-something, 40 or something, we'll be so much percentage of our population will be a middle-class population. In those, in that time, I think someone like a Kejriwal, which is about 20 years from now, maybe sooner than that, will really resonate. Mm. You know, at this present time, where we're caught in this sort of ideological battle, uh, wherein, you know, they're very polarized positions, I think the path that Kejriwal is taking right now is probably very smart yeah because you can't I mean he's it's what Congress tried to do in the run up to 2019 they were trying to beat BJP at Hindutva with saying that oh hum shift bhakten. that's not going to work because those guys are champions of you can't beat them at that game so what Kejriwal seems to be doing is he's not going to get into that discussion about CA or Tukre Tukre or Urban Axel because then you're just up against corporate media you're up against WhatsApp groups you're up against a party that's entrenched in that ideology and you're just at best would be seen as someone playing like it for the votes. team. No, it's I'm, not your core. They have to when wait I'm actually for a demographic change. So I think it's smart that he's yeah. turning it around and he's playing it on a on a ground that he's strong on, which when is... When I'm talking about disruption, I don't mean identity politics. What I mean is when he came along, he, he was this crusader <laughs> against corruption. He wanted to change the way yeah. the politics was done. He was taking on the media. He was taking on Ambani ji and all the rest of them. So that, that, that hope, that that will change things I think not that, just give you the these small him. small things these basic <laughs> things which anyway should be there yeah. but will change the way things are done in this country yeah, that, I mean that was called like Manish said that's because they took the ACB out of him he has no investigation yeah, I mean, are, yeah. he, all he has under him is the hard jail yeah. and they're a very suspicious like, party they have like conspiracy theories about everything but yeah I do think that they I mean if you want to look at it nationally then if you want those disruptions he will have to have he'll have to scale up but this will have a full-fledged state state so now here's the thing, uh, what I want to discuss and I want to go to Anand with this question first. I personally find this whole thing like Advaita said, you know, he laughed and he made jokes about these people, like 45 people waiting to file nominations and we found out many of them are the same addresses. You have to have From the proposals. same families even. From the same family. So it's obviously to delay him. Uh, you know, things like this or just before election people have candidates where you have a uh, an election symbol that looks like a broom or that look like a gobi ka phool as opposed to kamal ka to confuse the voter similar names yeah similar names now you know five people of the same name will be contesting now the big problem i have is people shrug it off as politics as usual these are tools that are used i think these have to be looked at a lot more critically than that and irrespective of who does it because i think it is 
undemocratic. Not only is it undemocratic, it is trying to bypass democracy. What you're trying to effectively do is, it is voter suppression. It is a way of voter suppression. You're trying to fool a voter into not voting for who he or her wants to vote for. And I think the debate last night or the night before should have been, these are the tactics. And we have, I think we did an article last time that there were like six people of the same name in a couple of constituencies. That happens all the time, yeah. These kind of activities are not politics as usual. They have to be looked at very critically and they should be called out for the bullshit that they are. And the problem I find is that people shrug it off as politics as usual. No, also the bigger problem is where is the money coming from? Because yeah. putting up all these people yeah, filing nominations, election it takes funding money. is a is a. But exactly. at least that so is discussed to the heart of At least it, yeah. that is discussed often. Now, but these kind of tricks are not tricks. This is voter suppression. Uh, but I, uh, just to add, I think channels would have discussed if if it was Manoj Tiwari who had gone through, you know, uh, this waiting for like six hours to. It is purely because it's Kejriwal and it's not the BJP that people are ignoring it. Otherwise, they would have done, it. I, I they would have done strings like, and all and said, look, who is trying to play with democracy? <laughs> no, there wasn't a single you know, primetime debate on this. Uh, Anandya, what do you think of these tricks and tactics? Is it politics as usual or is it seriously problematic? Uh, so, uh, your question I will address later. First, uh, if uh, uh, Mr. Kejriwal is seen as a disruptor, that is a very limited uh, understanding of disruption. Uh, in that sense, every regional party which entered the uh, regional elections in a state was disrupted, whether it was JDU or JD or AGP or something. It re- uh, all followed very, say, freebies politics and uh, catering to certain constituencies. Even JDU in Bihar is very, very particular about the education sector. Uh, there are complaints about it. I'm sure there are complaints about how education sector is being used for propaganda purpose. Times of India last year reported that uh, in one of the functions, Mr. Kejriwal asked children to ask their parents to support us for the good work they are doing in the schools. So uh, this is not very really dis- uh, different from w- what is reported here in Bihar that how edu- schools are uh, used for certain kind of propaganda. Then again, you had in last Lok Sabha election, one of the AAP candidates asking uh, people to vote uh, for anybody who is against BJP, whether he has a criminal record or not. So these are not very disruptive tactics. This is very mainstream politics. Uh, also, the kind of, uh, uh, from the region that I come from, the kind of targeting that they did of Tiwari was in both bad test. Now coming to your specific question about this, yes, this is a problem. This is, a, in fact, a, a, here in Bihar, what happens that when, if you want to obstruct a particular candidate, these tactics are even more wild. That, that like you block people, block roads, people use muscle men. Uh, on that particular day of filing of nomination to uh, obstruct uh, vote cutting kind of candidates. Means uh, candidates who are not very serious, but who may 
say deprive you of say thousand euros. Right. So uh, this is the kind of uh, uh, tactics uh, uh, that they use, and it is very uh, not very unusual. It may have happened in Delhi to uh, yesterday, so it's uh, uh, talked about, but it's not very unusual in state elections, uh, particularly against weak candidates. Now, Mr. Kejriwal is not a weak candidate; he is the chief minister, and he, uh, uh, the would-be chief minister again. So uh, even if you deprive him of standing for election of a particular constituency okay we're losing Conscience. you um, anand uh, there's a i think there's a problem with your uh, this thing uh, you know we'll let you go now because this it's just not possible to have a conversation with this kind of line but by the time we record the next podcast i expect there to be the internet there should have been fixed cool okay we've lost uh, anand the line is really bad hopefully next time it'll be good so um Anand, yeah, sorry. Manish. Just one thing I wanted to add to Anand's point where he's saying that it's not such a big disruption. It's true that regional parties, I mean, all of them do guarantee education services, free laptops and all that. People go to elections with that sort of promises. But the genesis of um, an SP or BSP or their primal identity is a party for Dalits, a party for Yadavs. Caste party, identity. Yeah. What is, whose party, I mean, for AAP, you don't have that. Is, is it a party for Banyas? Is it a party for Muslims? Is it a party for upper caste Brahmins? That, that may be the composition. But that's not their primary identity. And I do think that's a bit of a disruption. That's not also the conversation they're having with exactly. the public. They're not going that's to people asking them for... Oh, also, they were disruptors in their own right when they started. Yeah, absolutely. All of these parties. I, I think, yeah. and especially... True. No, that's I mean, Periyar was a disruptor. Yeah. I mean, later what DMK, ADMK became may not be disruptor. But Periyar rocked the, the caste dynamic of Tamil Nadu in a way that nobody else had. I mean, Even there is no Kashiram, uh, in North India. Yeah, I mean, yeah that so... Was huge. But the one thing that is... I think unique about AAP is that they are not in touch with any other party. So it, we think. In this, no, how no, do that, we know? I, that I, I how can, do you know? I know that. For, that. The thing is that, you know, like, for example, like even at the most horrible of time between Sheila and Madhulal Khurana, from the back, there would be people from their office. They were in, in touch. Atalji and Sonia were in touch. There was, you know, you were, you always had a good kind of relationship with every party and that is the reason both Congress and BJP hated up with a passion is because even if one wanted to reach out to them there was no connection there's no bridge so you know there was but they did want to support the Congress no? I mean they did yeah, want but to I mean there were all these balloons that were happening through public statements but no one from the back had spoken to anyone from the back <laughs> everyone was hoping that with one public statement there would be another public statement you see, the whole thing, the social set didn't change. The parties changed. AAP doesn't want the socials. And I've said that before. You know, BJP keeps saying that, you know, we want this Lutians, Shutians. And I said, I mean, I was at a Christmas party a few years ago. And Upadhyay, right? The Delhi BJP chief at the time. Uh, what's his name? Um, Umesh. Uh, oh, yeah. Satish Upadhyay. He was there at the Delhi Golf Club. Now, Delhi Golf Club was famous when uh, Kamal Nath was the minister for urban development or whatever. The memberships were given and to people... I, first of all, I think whatever, 2,000 acres or how many acres in the middle of Latin's Delhi for a club for like a few thousand people is criminal. Yeah. In my view, it should be shut down. It should be made in a central park, which should be open all of public. But, and that is that is something if Kejriwal got the power to do that, he would do that like tomorrow. That's why he's a disruptor. Whereas, when the BJP comes to power, like I saw these guys in their, you know, suits that they were awkward in. And they occupied a table there. I could tell the rest of the members were laughing at them. They don't want to shut the club. They want to be in the club. 
you will never see arvind kejriwal putting on a suit and going for a christmas party to the delhi golf club he could not give a fuck he is the only guy who does not give a fuck he will actually shut it down the bjp won't shut it down they will want to put on their suits for all their you know rhetoric against the congress they want to be that they want to be the cool people or at least the perceived cool people bjp and that is where i think aap are disruptors they don't want to fuck you but this is optics Take right yeah, i mean you, I this know. is optics this is the largest party in the world as per their claim and you're going to have different kinds of people in it you're going to have people who want to be part of that set you're going to have people who resent that set you're going to have another lot who want nothing to do with it so you'll have that entire combination but to but to say that that is the bjp and that is who they want to be is they want to be the congress i think i think that's excessive because i don't really think that they want to be the congress at all in fact i would say that the congress has actually taught them what not to be Well, I I do think that their aspirations are as shallow as the Congress's. No, but BJP is the original party of preserving privilege. Their core um, base is the upper caste Hindu. I mean the yeah, the, the, which the, is the, like the Hindu. basic top primary privilege in this country. So that is where they started. You're saying that is where the mother node of the RSS yeah, comes from. Yeah, even now that is their core uh, base. But I think at least expanded. But, but beyond I think that, Modi has changed that thing. completely. I, think I don't Modi, think that's true at all. I mean, you have Modi, someone. But only Modi is leading. Yeah, yeah. They only Modi is leading. But, but come on, Modi has been on the ascent now for a while. Hmm. It's not that he's a, an oddity or it's something that he sprung up and changed it. No, but th- there is a system in place that really does. remove this sort of uh, you know discrimination within within even the sang for example that is true exactly but this has happened recently this broadening of the thing and even the sang like the rss still remains that yeah, the, 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 the sarsan yeah. chalak will never you'll have never low you will never low have a lower caste do you even know what the castes are apart from like the obvious ones like i will tell you for a fact that there is a sarkarewa who's a dalit No, but the sarsan chalak would, would never be but he, he has every way of moving on to becoming sure, the sarsan chalak and when it will be so sure. that and, and, and let's that for that you have to understand the history of the sang which i think a lot mm. of people don't get you know i mean this was a lower middle class brahmin boy who started the sang with a few of the people who were around him you know and they gathered in a park and started these exercises and meetings so it was in a, of an era in the ni- 1924 25 when that was your milieu so that's where it began and it's come from there yes but i think to say that you know there is no but it has largely stayed there for 100 years no, but not that at could all. be the reason i, I no. dispute that completely no, i mean, think that could be the reason I will, i will give you an example i mean that could be the reason why they are like that but the fact is that they are like that one could find the reason that because the people would come out of your you know social set of from your peer group and the likelihood in back in 1925 your peer group being your caste was extremely high so therefore so that is the reason but the fact but, still remains it is like that so it is not but it was never in that even in the even though that was the beginning there was never the goal because the goal was very clear which was to unite hindus and that would not have been achieved if they were going to live in these enclaves of you know brahmins and so and so and so and so so even back in the early 60s you had someone like Guru, guruji gowalkar who's reviled and you know spoken of very in very ill uh, you know uh, 
poor terms, uh, bro- actually did something remarkable. He brought all the Shankaracharyas, who have a lot of politics amongst them as well, onto one stage to denounce untouchability. I mean, this is significant, you know, back in like the early 60s. So I think the RSS, when you, when you speak of the caste equations and their own fight about caste, it's been a long churn. And a Modi is not a coincidence or a lucky occurrence. A Modi and many more like him are being encouraged, are being built in terms of the well, cost setup for, no, for decades. I, I, I agree with her in that cabinet. sense that you can't, uh, the singling BJP as a party that's furthered privilege, I think that that doesn't hold true uh, simply because the RSS top guy is not Dalit because that's also true for the Politburo. That is across all. Yes, true. Yeah, I mean, the exactly. left is yeah, also all so, upper caste. So that, that is the point he was making. So they are not yeah, that different from saying. Congress. But, yes. but I do think that they've made more changes to accumulate other cars because simply that works for the Hindutva project. Because that is the basic Like saying that we are going to have Ram Mandir's uh, priest will be Dalit boy. That I mean, is, that's quite radical that is for an arithmetic. If your core base is only like 17-18% yeah. of the population and if you want to rule this country, you have to reach out to others. And that's what they have done and done successfully. Done it oh, better than other why parties. Did they, why did they begin in 1925 with that thought process? Before independence, before electoral politics, before all of that, Dr. Hedgevar was very clear that, you know, we have to move beyond. They were only United Provinces, remember. They were not even a pan-national presence. They were not even the Hindu Mahasabha. You know, in fact, Savarkar was somebody who was respected but at an arm's length. Mm. And definitely the agenda was to unite Hindus. But the common enemy was so, Muslim also. But that is also, while, you know, Hegdivar did give birth to the RSS, the man who is responsible and credited even among people in the Sangh, and I have family in the Sangh, is Guruji. You're revealing everything today, aren't you? No, no, I've often I've said I have family in the Sangh. And I mean, if someone sees my Facebook, you'll see the off <laughs> argument with one of them. Uh, so th- even in the Sangh, they say Guruji made the Sangh where it was. Hegdivar may have given birth to it, but it was it is Guruji's Sangh. And Guruji was a bigot. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I don't, and not by third or second party mm-hmm. writing. Go to the primary source. But see Guruji's thoughts. writing. I know what yeah. you're going to say. So huh. I think it is very hard to kind of either defend or justify that this is not Guruji's song. And mm-hmm. if it is Guruji's song, how is it not their primary identity is against a religion or two? Okay, I'll tell you. Now, we've had how many? Six Sarsang Chalaks. Every Sarsang Chalak will respond to his times. So, for example, if uh, Dr. Hedgevar, when he fo- formed this, was, was deeply influenced by, say, Swami Vivekanand, uh, the call to organize, all of those things, and went about the process of really laying the bricks, you know, with, with very few resources, with few contacts, uh, he kind of got people together and tried to organize them in some way. Guruji has relevance because he was uh, the longest-serving Sarsang Chalak, 30 years is how long he was in office or uh, held that position rather and uh, was also went saw the sung through a very tumultuous time you know with the bans uh, with the persecution which was very real all of those things happened during his time so in that sense he does resonate with people because of that length but but to say that you know he was entirely responsible for the sung would be something that I don't think even the Sarsang Chalak, when he's spoken of this, has addressed this and said that, you know, you can look at Bunch of Thoughts. Let me also say here that Bunch of Thoughts stops in the 1960s. Guruji lived on till 1973. So you have at least 13 years of his life, which were not in Bunch of Thoughts. And Bunch of Thoughts definitely have some of his opinions, 
some of his talks these are all secondary sources also let me say not to not to you know distance him there are there's one chapter in particular that is problematic and and but i also say you know this was an evolving relationship this was a sarsanchalak at a time when the country lived through a very communal partition where there were very heightened emotions running which were communal in nature and he was certainly responding to those times in his times would those lessons of partition which were in living memory at that time apply today for example they won't necessarily and that's why you won't see that kind of response in an evolving unfolding organization i think the common enemy for them has and will always be muslims and for that project you need the dalits on your side it's no, simple think, as that you need Ambedkar to hinduize said enough about Mus- uh, muslims you know i mean if you want to really no he said about stuff the, about muslims and hindus but he's, but he's uh, this is not a criticism very very uh, he's, he's very harsh to critique assertive. them and rightly so and and refuse but to RSS convert is not to islam critiquing. it's saying that we don't no, want these guys around but there's a muslim rashtriya manch also which is very much and, and they're very active <laughs> not bichare at all <laughs> no what See, this is like photo no that is a that is a very shady organization they go to the banaras get these two women Every Modi's birthday, they go there yeah, and make them take pictures and all. They and do the same shady thing in Kashmir. They were responsible for the rights that happened in Gishtawar. Mm-hmm. So they're very shady bunch. They're like really bad. So we we'll have a couple of emails to read. Then we'll move on to the case of this fever, mysterious fever. Yeah. Maybe Mehraj can tell us what the symptoms are so we know what to watch out for. The first email is from Krutika Patri. Krutika says, "I'm a PhD student from Germany, also South Indian. I agree that South Indians consume a lot more news." I've been a subscriber for over a year. In the last hafta, you suggested a plan where you would appear on the prime time debates and use that money to bring in student subscribers. Not only is the idea hilarious, but it's also genius. Why not help news laundry on the expense of these doofs? I also wanted to write because you have been receiving a lot of flack. Some of it makes sense and some doesn't. I don't think you should quit awful and awesome or hafta. You bring a certain charm to these programs, and without it, they would be mundane. A little charm and humor go a long way. This is my so first letter. I'm I must so tell the letter writer that Abhinandan's really fooling us. Not fooling, it's fooling. Fooling us. And the last line is for you, Manisha. This is my first letter to you guys, and I'm so proud of the work you all do. Shout out to Manisha. Yes, Queen. Yay! Thank This you. This is from Krutika. Thank you, Krutika, for the words of encouragement. While I agree to the genius plan to appear on these debates and use that money to sponsor subscription for students. But I still haven't received the checks. I think we should follow up on it. I've you have been coming on debates, actually. I've come on three in the last uh, four times months. now. Times I saw now. you twice in one week. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought from that I'll get six eight thousand rupees. I'll be able to sponsor about. Has two. it gone up to that much? Like, isn't it three thousand rupees per debate? No, it's three. between four and five or something. They can't be giving you three grand. That's very less. Yeah, three, you can't. At least that's five, you should get. Suppose, it's suppose, suppose three debates, five. So that's five to the fifteen. That's good. So if I sponsor three hundred rupees per this thing, so that's like forty-five subscribers. Oh. But I, we haven't got Our the money. Our students here. would be sorted. And Republic is even less work. You'll just get to speak for thirty seconds. Republic, too. I see some panelists just mm-hmm. they don't speak anything. They're just looking at their phone and the whole. It's gone without them. Yesterday's debate was about the lit fest, and if I'm not mistaken, I was probably the only published author, huh. and I got to speak like literally <laughs> for like five so seconds. So basically, in the end, in the end, when your chance comes, you know what to say? I'm just here to add the glamour. Please, Arnab, carry on. You had the on a debate about lit fest. They have one author. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, there were others also. Like, but but you know, now like I don't know yeah. what books were there or what was the. This thing, it was like writers become very kind of a common description. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean that you're published and as a novelist or a book Then writer or anything. There is this <laughs> other email from Mahendra. He says, "Hello, News Laundry. Regarding Abhinandan going on news debates, I saw a bunch of people who don't know about News Laundry sharing the debate video. 
get the mm. panelist to mention news laundry on tv when introducing you and you can make it a lot more than 6000 subscribers by getting even more i'm attaching a couple of screenshots of the video being shared yeah i know that video of mine with the um, babul suprio being human did a piece and it went viral and everyone was sharing it even people and vivek agnihotri also went viral yeah, that was a... long but that was not that was a news laundry <laughs> video this one is anonymous he or she doesn't want to be named i'd like to keep my name anonymous congratulations to for all the good work you guys are doing weekly tv news since is getting better and expanding in the right direction Yay! i really like meghnath's recent interview with the congress mp i would like to see his collaborations or an interview with professor faizan mustafa i recently read this book called bottle of lies recommended in one of the haftas it was an excellent read and really an eye opener well anonymous madhu interviewed the author and we'll be putting it on news laundry soon it was at the quorum just earlier this week then i support abhinandan's move to go on tv debates as long as he doesn't waste his time in preparing for these debates <laughs> i think his usual rants on hafta can serve the purpose there <laughs> also i'd like to know what happened to your project wow. on investigating the business model of some recent online news portals such as print wire lalanta well we're not investigating we just want to do like a business what business sense does news make we will be doing that uh, right now because of the daily election you know that's taken up a lot of our time and effort and before we go on to uh, the china this thing i just had one contrary view the happy subscriber does not want to be named again but uh, happy subscriber you have it's a very long mail but i'll just put the point that you have disagreed with any of the others uh, you say on the content the entire draw of the content is that it's you know it's really interesting but your problem happy subscriber is that it's always a problem because the app sucks the tech was fucked well as you can see we have a new website it doesn't suck it's friction free the app will emerge once we finalize the design but the cms is going to be this and you'll realize our tech issues more or less are taken care of then he says my sense is you are very committed journalists but if you allow people to pay by cash you'll make more money because a lot of people will not subscribe because they are afraid he says people are so afraid of subscribing even to a, to someone who's seen as as anti establishment they rather pay cash no no i don't think so i well i don't know about that happy subscriber but even if you were to take that how would how would we take cash it's very difficult like people would send in envelopes like how would it happen it's no i i don't have a problem like it's legal there's nothing illegal you about it you open a shop counter type i can but i mean it's just a difficult one to like pull off like a store and then it's we can pay cash Uh, and the left right debate is i agree completely that the fact that left and right is used wrong it's very difficult hmm. fringe elements completely overshadow that so therefore the nuanced voice like advaita you were saying so this no no this and uh, we had, we had these, these debates, oh, debates yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. so advaita you were right um, you know happy subscriber agrees with you he says you know now it's just saffron versus green versus that doesn't so the left right is wrong you says the one point that he says is Abhinandan appearing on TV debates is a bad idea. If the motivation is passing on the money to needy subscribers, it's fine. However, your credentials are being traded to give credence to loonies on the debate. If you feel it's free money, it's not free money. You are just spending different currency. You are com- basically what he's saying is you're compromising your credibility to give legitimacy to debate and voices that should not have legitimacy. Well, uh, I don't know. Um, but anyway, thanks for for support and advice, free subscriber, and most importantly. Thanks for subscribing yeah I I can't say this enough I know a lot of you give us gallies and that's fine bring the gallies on but the fact that you guys pay and I think last month we made almost like 8 and a half or 9 lakh by just last month subscription alone That's amazing and you know not many people have attempted it let alone get to this stage I think if you guys can continue subscribing and just spreading the word 
and in our new website when the whole thing is done i'll be putting the balance sheet out there so you know how much money you have given us how much you have spent and how much deficit financing we're doing if we can pull this off and break even we would have rocked the news world like no one else has we would be disruptors like fuck them all i mean no arvind no <laughs> nitish babu no periyar we would be the ones who have really fucking disrupted the shit man how much do we like from 8 we need to go up to we need to go up to uh, 30 wow but the thing is that um, to be like completely sustainable as a newsroom to be room. completely sustainable as a newsroom so but i think we can get there i mean you know from 8 and a half we can go to 12 one of the things was the tech right a lot of people wanted to subscribe like i've got a mail right now Hi NL team I'm not a current subscriber because the login doesn't allow me to renew my <laughs> subscription but I've been trying to subscribe again and again I picked up Hannah Arendt's Origin of Totalitarianism recently because the author's name stuck in my head after Madhu's recommendation of her work in previous haftas and it seems ominously relevant Arendt observes that anti-semitic sentiments against the Jews for a large part of the 19th century coming from those she calls crackpots and charlatans those that the intellectual mainstream did not deign to engage with as they were not logically coherent and there were largely misconceptions formed by the masses and pseudo intellectuals who were socially isolated from jewish society however some political parties realized that antisemitic sentiments in speeches attracted and roused crowds and began to use it as a tool to be politically relevant which eventually led to a refocusing on the community itself as a problem So um, a side note Hitler used a fake document called Protocols of Elders of Zion which spoke of a global Jewish conspiracy to give his own cause legitimacy it seems fake news and its political utility is not unique to the 21st century regard sagar tetli thanks sagar um i hope now you can renew your subscription and the tech is working but like i said you know if we can completely finance ourselves from just subscribers revenue and we're going to start calling it members then we won't have to I mean, we do get some revenue from the events we do, and those events are sponsored. I mean, whether it is sponsored not by a big brand, it could, of course, Facebook does our main event, Media Rumble. But even we do some smaller events; those have, you know, Google will sponsor something, someone will sponsor something. Then we can be completely zero. It is just subscribers. Uh, so I'm hoping you guys can just encourage your friends and family to subscribe because yeah. when you do that, we would have disrupted news like never before. So moving on. What is happening in China? What is this? ये virus virus क्या है? ये virus virus. So what happened is there's this uh, corona virus. Corona virus is a family of viruses. So they cause anything from coughs and sneezing and stuff to SARS, which was very virulent form of uh, virus which attacked China in 2002, 2003. So corona virus, this the one which is causing the current problems is unknown. It has not been uh, detected earlier. So so far, uh, it has affected. It started out from their uh, investigations have shown that it started from a seafood market in Wuhan in uh, central China. So uh, the virus spreads from animals to humans, and then from humans to humans. So far, there have been around twenty six deaths, and over several thousand cases have been detected in China, Thailand, South Korea. Taiwan and the US. And now they're saying a few of the people who were in those towns, a few hundred have actually flown to places like Singapore as well. And Singapore Seattle. is ahead. That is the problem. That's why they have quarantined that city. So there's no outgoing traffic, rail, bus, nothing. Now, no airplanes. About yeah. four, five hundred people have already gone. That is the problem. I mean, this is the problem when we talk about bioterror. Also, like say, there's a mm. if there's a nuclear terror, you can just quarantine that area and you can just evacuate people and stuff. But virus here, you can't evacuate people because that will make it spread. The human as, is the carrier. Yes. Well, 
apparently a kerala nurse in saudi arabia has also tested positive but today's express says that she's actually not for that virus that was wrongly reported like it's very interesting in fact it's today's express or times window the front page says kerala nurse whatever cordoned off or whatever for this virus so half the story is when you go inside the same story continues the headline but she does not have that <laughs> because i read somewhere that the saudis were very upset because of or because of this news report also I and mean, there have been, been two mysterious deaths in manipur also bordering myanmar yeah. also because it will yeah. take some time this is same as sars uh, no, cough, yeah, cold, SARS, cough, cough cold, cold yeah fever. sars by oh. the way killed like around 800 people yeah, and 8000 people were affected in 17 countries so this is has the makings of an epidemic unless something is done so. when when sars happened back then small screen first company prashant raj just started it we had just started kind of making money and we were not scrounging and begging our you know friends for money to pay the next month salary and we had got a project this was for a pipeline company who was laying a pipeline in indonesia oil pipeline so we had to shoot up a corporate film and if you remember malaysia indonesia singapore these were the main sars places and sars broke out and i remember prashant and me saying ki boss sab ye to ana family saying tum ye karoge wo karoge wahan jaoge and those days we should direct ourselves we had no directors we had no you know We used to carry the tripods on our own back, everything. And I remember we didn't have the guts to say no, because bloody either you take this project or you're yeah. fucking Kangali Chayu here. So I remember I entered the plane and I was the only one not wearing a mask. I was like, "Fuck, this is serious shit." <laughs> to, to But yeah. I know the uh, now the problem is 25th Jan is the Chinese Lunar New Year. So this is the time when everybody moves around. People from outside come. People from there go elsewhere. So. This is like the so basically th- there's a th- thing that how did it move from animals to humans? Because this is found in animals. This yeah. virus seafood from you said? seafood they are saying. Chalo, good analogy. No, but this is not the only problem. China right now is facing another problem. There's this uh, African swine flu which has killed almost half of China's pig population. Pig pork. Oh, I see. Pork. Yeah, since last year. So China produces the largest has the largest pig population. They produce a lot of meat. So the interesting point is they are still thinking of making ways of making money from this. So they just Signed that uh, deal with US for two hundred billion. They'll buy stuff from US. China s- s- had a deal. Why do these most of these viruses originate? I mean, there's there always a news like Southeast Asia or Chinese countries or some of the other. मीट फ्रॉम दे And now, who owns uh, Smithfield Foods? WH Group of China. Huh? <laughs> From one pocket Achha, to one the other. To yes, that's great. I see. Well, mm-hmm. um, you have anything to add to this? Why do you think China is always in the news for all these reasons, and yet it doesn't impact them financially? How do they still continue galloping? SARS hua, ye hua, big population ka wipeout. Because, like I told you, they always find a way to make money even out of disasters. I mean, I see. Now finally Manisha tell us about the Jeff Bezos and <laughs> this Saudi prince bhai ye ho kya raha hai aren't they pa- isn't one of them an investor in the other aren't they co-investors in some company or they're not co-investors in any company they they're doing nothing together because mm-hmm. wasn't this prince salman was the one na who's been credited with giving saudi a more liberal view like he's looking at it they're women big, driving etc yeah, yeah, not just that without crap. oil he's mm. also no future. one is of course he's saying that agar oil nahi hoga that we can't we'll be fucked they have nothing 
So he's investing in all sorts of companies. He wants to have a tech hub there. So I would have thought he must so have invested in Thomas you know. Friedman's propaganda for him. I mean, nothing ever happened. He was Achha, writing he his columns in New York Times. So oh, this is a great reformer and stuff and all that. So and then he goes around and hacks. He journalists. hasn't invested in Amazon or anything. They have tried. I mean, they are investing all over the place. They are investing like half the multinationals in the West are owned by them. They are buying up these football clubs and companies and stuff. Hmm. But I mean. Then you don't. Not, he hasn't invest. Co invest Jeff Bezos' company. He might have. I don't. I don't think so. No. So what is his interest? Why has he hacked well, Jeff Bezos' phone? Well, because of Washington Post, he was the very Shogi. upset with the Washington Post's reporting on Saudi Arabia and Jamal so Khashoggi. So he leaked his wife's pictures so or whatever his yeah, lover's pictures or whatever it was. Like some uh, pictures of an extramarital affair to the National Enquirer. National that was yeah. 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 <laughs> so then this happened, and Bezos was like, "How the fuck did my like private pictures reach so these I, guys?" And he <laughs> launched an investigation and figured out that. MBS was sending him WhatsApp viruses that allowed him to so the same I find Pegasus. This is really basically. amusing. So huh. the story is that uh, he taunted Bezos. No one knew about the marriage falling apart, huh. and then he sent him an image of a woman who looked remarkably yeah. similar to the mistress. Yeah. And oh. <laughs> so Bezos was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, he was basically trying to silence that him. That was the sort of. Uh, also, the, that's how the story goes. I see. No, one, one, what's ironic is that. Amazon and his those cloud services which he's running through with Pentagon and all that it's one of the world's largest surveillance companies or <laughs> 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 the Israeli the Israeli uh, no, no, the Bezos company Amazon oh, the Bezos. has these Amazon uh-huh. cloud services and right. uh, they have projects with Pentagon they sell their stuff yeah. too like oh. these are spying that's true for most of these big tech companies where they use your data no, is very I mean data is the new oil in, right? if, if the deal goes through in the next like 5-6 years all of CIA and FBI and Pentagon's all those secrets will be stored on, on, on Amazon cloud Google. servers of Amazon oh, okay. and all their projects will be run through them but I mean good on Bezos to like yeah to not take, but to the, not, the, the, here's a cultural thing and then he put up thing. a picture also with I, the here's a cultural thing and I want to tie this in with you know uh, who said this which BJP leader said that tell your Bezos was in India hmm. recently we discussed his yeah, last, Kapoor last jacket episode week. what do you think of his jacket did you see the jacket he was wearing for that dinner his visit just passed me by to be honest okay. there was, I mean I, I know there was a Trudeau moment and both their visits were kind of uh, I, very tepid. Trudeau moment, like Trudeau, to Trudeau was, was also dressing up like this, yeah, right? No, Trudeau was doing like he was overdoing ki bhai, every every dress of his was like a shadi ki dress. <laughs> like the manya were at. Okay, this one's was jacket looked exactly like Anil Kapoor's jacket and Roop Kirani Chalo really? Karaja. So I expected to break out any moment into Roop Kirani, Amazon Karaja. The Prem I Kahani. think his blue jacket was pretty cool. Yeah, you said the, the glass one. Anyway, ikkat one. So, uh, but like they say, money doesn't buy glass. <laughs> <laughs> but you no. don't need it once you have money. You know, yeah, you just suck you money like, and you're you like, know, yeah, whatever. No. I wear things and Wait, I. Anil Kapoor's jacket in India, they love you. No, but uh, the, the, but <laughs> from the 80s, I, I think which BJP leader was it who said that they're not doing a favor by uh, Piyush Goyal? So Piyush Goyal re- regularly puts his foot in his mouth. <laughs> And oh, I, he says it like it is. I, like what? Like, no, but like he I was, mean, it's true. He was actually no, partly right. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. Here, here, no, here's what I'm saying. It's not, it's, it's not diplomatic, but it's not no, factually it's, incorrect. Yeah, it, yeah, again, but it's like, you know, me telling someone, I haven't hit you on your face. Yes, it's factually incorrect, but why are you saying that? It is irrelevant. Like, yeah, it's you know, it's, 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 a, it's a dumb thing to say. Just, you know, like... Of course, he also said that Einstein discovered gravity, or or Newton discovered relativity. Whatever are the two, you know that Einstein that famous one that he, he was said. talking about gravity and Einstein. And then he that again wasn't entirely incorrect, by the way. Yeah. No, no, I I read that. No, what he said anyway. But we've discussed <laughs> that at length uh, on on Hafta. 
I think right now, anyone will tell you and oh, by the way, I'll just digress right now and say Vivek Call is doing a series for us, a run up to budget since we're talking about the economy. It is an NL Sena project. It's hashtag budget with Vivek Call. Two stories are already up, two pieces by Vivek Call already up. There'll be another two. It's an NL Sena project and it's how is India's national budget linked to its economy? What budgetary measures can Narendra Modi take to arrest the sliding growth? And it has some, you know, solution, trade-offs, what you need to revive, do to revive growth and what the trade-offs are. And many of you know who Vivek Call is. He's, I think, one of the most articulate and good writers on the economy. He explains it simply. And he's going to spend a lot of time and energy doing this. So we hope you will contribute to this NLC in our project. Go to newslawney.com. I repeat, go to newslawney.com. And on the top, you have the Sena button or you can just do slash Sena and do contribute to this NLC in our project because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers served. Support independent news. Support News Laundry. And let's get Vivek to do all four pieces. Yeah, so like I was saying, he said that about Amazon. And then he usually also said, Ki, if I were not a minister, I would have bid for Air India. Now, now, these kind of things, you know, when he says, there was no need to say either of those things because they both show him as not very smart. And this is where I think a lot of other ministers who are not so loud and keen on the the headlines are much better off. Like a Rajnath Singh, he keeps quiet. If he says something, he'll say it in the speech and then he's quoted. Do you know how the airline industry is run? The biggest geniuses find it difficult to make money in the airline industry anywhere in the world. And again, I will replug a piece that I had suggested a long time ago. It's an NPR Planet Money podcast. The link is below. If Neeth, our wonderful producer, will put it. It's about why it's so difficult to run an airline company. And many of you who may not know, most airlines around the world who are making money make more money in trading in aviation fuel rather than actual Fedding passengers. Because there are futures. Now I have booked it. aviation fuel. Uska price is up and down. Hota hai. So they trade in that. And they make wow. money hedging on their, the aviation fuel they're sitting on. Mm-hmm. Because it is the margins are very low in airline industry. So A, Mr. Air India ki jo liability hai, wo to matlab, you have to be completely ready to buy it in today's economic situation. And two, you think you'll make money of that? But why don't you try to make money of your... Also, what is the point of this? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Is he trying to say that it's that cheap than any middle class? Or I mean, he's hard selling or it. Or that he's really... Or he's hard uh-huh. selling it. You know, I mean, as someone who doesn't fly <laughs> and takes trains a lot. Oh, yeah, you're that's paranoid. Me, uh, combination of factors. Mm. Uh, you know, he took over the railway ministry when it... when Remember the... Um, there were accidents happening yeah. lo- all the yeah. time. And mm. and uh, one was, and he was doing very well in his previous ministry. And it was almost like, oh my God, this is either going to be the end of his career because of the kind of the spate of accidents and the safety record was terrible. Mm. And uh, just within that first uh, month of him taking over, remember that terrible accident in Punjab happened mm. when people were watching the, yeah. the Shera fireworks and yeah, yeah, yeah. got onto my the God. tracks. And it was just like, my God, this is actually the end of his career or it's going to be really, you know, he's going to make a difference. And I have to say he had when it comes to you know the safety record of the railway really? since he's taken over yes the accidents and things like that there was a bit of a fear that was settling in with rail travelers speaking as one so um, I just want to make one more announcement those of you who may know we have started the YouTube join program that's it's a YouTube membership you go to our YouTube channel and do join just to be clear this does not give you access to what our news laundry subscribers or members get why we are doing this is because there's a huge viewership out there 
that only engages or discovers brands or products through YouTube. They don't know about newslaunch.com as a website. So this is to engage them. The people who are on YouTube join, they get once a month a behind the scenes video of how we shoot and a nuisance YouTube live, one which will happen on January 29th at 6 p.m. The team of nuisance, that's Manisha, Parikshit, uh, producer and Sam, our editor, will be there to interact with you who are members of YouTube Join, News Laundry YouTube Join. But I repeat, this does not give the YouTube Join members access to Hafta and all other paywalled content. This is so that people who are not aware of newslaundry.com and only know us through YouTube discover us and then we will nudge them towards newslaundry.com. Because many of you are saying, why should we become members of that when we are already members of newslaundry.com? Yes, you should not. You should remain members of newslaundry.com. But those who don't know about newslaundry.com, can become members of YouTube Join. But if you're a member of newslaundry.com, you have access to all the content across, yeah. like even the NL Sena and yes, this. Yes, everything, okay. everything. But you won't be able to join the No, the chat. YouTube, because it's technically mm. not possible. Yeah. YouTube Join is something that YouTube offers and we can like be a part of that. Whereas our subscription, we manage. So there is no way to technically to give access to the NL.com members to YouTube Join or vice versa. So they are separate. And uh, just a couple more letters before we end with um, recommendations and anything else that I would like to talk about since you've come here a long time. This is from Ayush. Great job on all the work you guys are doing. I want to compliment Abhinandan as he gets a lot of flack for being honest and forthright. Ayush, you haven't been here. You must be thinking Actually, I think a lot of my members are very soft-hearted. They must have felt bad. The last few podcasts... I've received a lot of hate mail. Well, not hate mail. Why? What was your, you took a position on something? I, I said something slightly kind of clumsy and and a little illiterate on transgender. Oh. So a lot of people corrected me. A bunch of those I still don't agree with. I think some of them were overly woke and I have a yeah. problem with over, But yeah. a lot of them were accurate. Many people had a problem with how I responded to a particular mail. So I think many but of the... Just on an aside, what do you think of this whole woke thing that you have to spend your life apologizing through life I, I for think every <laughs> small thing? I mean, you know, I'm, I, I, this is where the left kind of is losing part of the battle and alienating so many people is that they're so hypersensitive about everything. I think you know, over-wokeness is a big problem. I do think there is something to be said about correcting a language because language does matter, words matter. But there is... A certain overworkness which strips everything of context. And that's a problem, I think. Like, everything is not an assault or an insult. Some things are, and those need to be corrected. But yeah, I think Bill Ma, who, again, he's an, he's an old man, he's 60 or something, yeah. He has a really good piece on the people who always want an apology, who... He says they wake up wanting an apology for something. I know, and it's so he just says I want annoying. an apology from them. It's a really good rant he's done. It's like the Meghan uh, Markle thing, right? It's it's completely like what, about uh, uh, the, the same thing that you know uh, they've done this whole analysis, one of these Buzzfeed kind of mm. uh, joints uh, about how Kate's uh, you know the coverage she's received was a wee Meghan okay. and how it's racist. 
and there's this huge argument going on in Britain about, you know, is it racist or did they get equally bad headlines? And those of us who are old enough to remember Princess Di yeah, know, and yeah. Fergie mm. know that, you know, I mean, they've always attacked the daughter-in-laws of the royal house. Mm. So, you know, this whole kind of race, race, race thing that's going on in in Britain right now is also very interesting and and sort of lends itself to... Yeah, but uh, but I will say that there is overworkness, but there is also a lot of racism, xenophobia, sexism that has become a part of our hmm. everyday, this thing, which also needs to be pointed out. And I think it's a clumsy space. Sometimes, you know, those of us from our generation, we step into the zone of, hmm. you know, being too insensitive to justified current trends hmm. and in some cases I think the overwork people tend to I mean it's, it's going to be in that space but I think it's a good space to yeah. be in I mean you saw that even during Me Too where there was this whole old feminist versus young feminist right. debate which was that a lot of the older feminists are incensed where you know they'd say that hmm. okay a bad date is a bad date get over it and the young feminists were like no that's not something that you can say and get away with but I really like the Bilmar uh, piece where he basically compares you to an iPhone upgrade where every generation is I mean we're not like uh, morally superior to our previous generation yeah. or we're yeah. not like we're just learning we've learned from what our parents you know did yeah. and in that sense he says you're just an upgrade no, I think the point <laughs> like, is like we all have to you know communicate and use words sensibly but I think the pro- where it gets problematic is that when everything kind of becomes about identity and you know just because you disagree then you disagree with me because I am cis or this or that or that or that ah, that's a bit that's boring that's kind of the stuff that you know really yeah I mean your identity can't be the prime argument against you I guess. Right. But it, it could explain a lot of things about you. Yeah, because, you know, if you... I remember just two weeks ago, there was a student activist who was in sort of gender-fluid fashion and someone kind of made fun of what he was wearing and then there was this whole thing, this is transphobia and this and that. And I was like, you know, I, we don't even know if this person, first of all, identifies as trans. We don't know that. Maybe this is just gender-fluid fashion, in which case, which is an on and uptick, in which case this is just um, a fashion, a fashion statement. statement and someone doesn't like how he's looking. But immediately people are like, transphobia, this thing, that thing. And I was like, I think one of the big problems with this, that, uh, this wokeness, I think when you see this in the Shaheen Bagh protests and the anti-CA, NRC protests, where every day there's someone who comes and says, now you must protest against Kashmiri Pandits. Or so they read, you know, poems for Kashmiri Pandits. Or now you must protest against Kashmiri Muslims. And I was thinking, like, why does a protest have to protest everything? Like, the the basic issue here is NRC and CAA. But because there is, of course, the left and the woke left that is uh, that is attached itself to this protest, every day there's a new thing that you must, like, condemn. And there's a lot of conflict in that. Which also. is very remember silly. Shashi Tharoor. <laughs> You remember that whole uh, this thing, right? When Abhi, the Islamization and, and then mm, the yeah. kind of you know counter attacks on him. So there's there's a lot of churn going on there as well. The debate is good. I mean, but like you say, asking for an apology for everything is a yeah. Uh, also, I think a lot of points are being made are being made speculating what an ideal world is like. It's like communism. Like I identified myself as left of center and I do believe that there are certain duties that the state must fulfill and those cannot, the market is not going to provide solutions to that. But if any of you have studied economics at the college level, uh, have your degrees in that, <laughs> from the 90s, one of the papers was economic systems and then you had to read various papers. Not me, I on, So anyway, so second year, third year, economic systems. So one of the papers in that, that you that's a prescribed paper, Delhi University, it has lines like, and then you will not need the police because there will be no police because everyone will be doing according to their need, uh, according the to their ability. It's a, the, the final, idea, of course. Yeah. The final, 
like there was an actual paper that and as even as a fucking 18 year old I was reading and I was like which fucking idiot and I mean I was way left back then <laughs> even then I was like which idiot has written this like what the fuck this is not for this species if the default person who's born is Mahatma Gandhi that is the average person <laughs> and the more evolved ones are like Gandhi on steroids then this system may work right but not for this species as i know it but that's the thing with ideologies and theories they exactly. always Now aim the, for that utopia i mean what and reality that's the thing does with is many a different wokeness. thing you know some of what they say is right that i don't know maybe if they don't have a men's singles and women singles if there's just badminton singles ab aadmi aur aurat compete karo theek hai and whoever wins wins fine maybe biologically I mean, I don't know whether it's nature versus nurture. Why men have more bone Has density? Has that happened already? Didn't Billie Jean King win one she of those? She did because one of the guys was very cocky. Clash of the genders yeah, or something, right? Yeah, but that was just one match. One but match, na? She did not win the top seed. Like, huh. an Usain Bolt, Flojo will not beat Usain Bolt. It's not going to happen. Correct. Now, it may happen. I don't know. It may not. Maybe you know the fact that you have ovaries makes sure that your bones aren't as dense and your muscle isn't as dense. But people think we are already there, and therefore. my gender dynamic or my understanding of gender should be based on that ultimate place where we may or may not arrive at where we have the same the height same distance different but equal thing doesn't so sort of register I, i think it's a bit like that so, you know if if like a communist who believes that paper is already here we are that species say the police hatao we are all hold hands and sing and we'll work in the morning and go to a commune and we'll all have the same aspirations abhi some people want a rolls royce some people don't yeah they say fuck it i want to smoke a bloody my joint and crash out for the night and my no. basti you know you should have been on our we had a really intense uh, news laundry debate on communism versus capitalism last socialism, night socialism not communism last night communists yeah. you guys were all commies they ganged up against no, poor no, ayush no. i'm i'm more <laughs> socialist <laughs> than uh, communist again yeah. uh, socialism is <laughs> covering itself in but same thing in capitalism yeah, well. capitalists believe that the market will fucking yeah. provide that it is all efficient yeah. allocation it's not fucking elephant efficient allocation you allow the market into water today in delhi you know mm, about yeah, you'll, get... you'll get riots day after tomorrow yeah. because the amount of people in delhi they're like 10 colonies mm-hmm. that will pay for all the water in the city for their swimming pools for their golf courses for their you know whiskey and about you know 5 million will not have enough to that's drink that's actually exactly what happened in chennai last year like this summer when oh. the water crisis hit mm. so people who could afford they used to go like outside 50 kilometers into the mm. fields get water from bore wells and sell to these colonies and mm. the people who couldn't afford it so, were so yeah. i mean I, I, and capitalists feel that oh it is the most efficient resource allocation happens because of the market fuck off man <laughs> anyway <laughs> so uh, ayush sorry bechare ayush ki chitti reh gayi hum sab ke rants mein ayush said i suspended subscription i had to literally jump through hoops to consume the podcasts on apple devices i hope this is being considered when you're developing the web app yes the web app will have everything sorted right now you can go through you don't have to jump through hoops you have a very easy to follow interface you go to the podcast and go to the podcast of your choice and once you've logged in then you will get all the stuff that's behind the paywall including the hafta and he says uh, i'd like to compliment abhinandan he gets a lot of flack of being honest thank you and wow so much sympathy so much sympathy so basically this is over compass i was that's how, that's how we started that's how we started talking so because of all that flack a lot of people who are listening who probably do not give a fuck one way or the other said chalo thoda bahut munne ko aur ye chhe jo na lona nahi bachche chalo theek hai you're not so bad you're not such a dick after all and then uh, you should like to recommend the frontline documentary iran versus saudi arabia on youtube which is superb oh, wow. in-depth analysis of the conflict over the years you to maine recommend kayi thi last time to 
लेकिन ये चिट्ठी लास्ट टाइम की है अच्छा वन ऑफ द अदर सजेशन इज फॉर यू टू स्पीक अबाउट द ऑस्ट्रेलिया फायर ऑन हफ्ता एज इट इज अज प्रॉब्लम एंड इट ऑल्सो एज एन इंडियन कोल्ड कनेक्शन एंड होपफुली एन एल सी ना प्रोजेक्ट ऑन क्लाइमेट चेंज एंड इम्पैक्ट इन इंडिया कीप ऑफ द ग्राउंड रिपोर्ट्स विच ब्रॉट मी टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री इन द फर्स्ट प्लेस एंड द कॉन्स्टेंट स्ट्रगल टू बी फेयर आयुष थैंक यू आयुष फेयर सपोर्ट फॉर योर मॉली कॉडलिंग मी एंड द अफेक्शनेट हक दैट आई नीडेड आफ्टर ऑल द किक्स आई गॉट मे बी यू कैन जस्ट रेफर टू योर सेल्फ एज देर T-H-E-I-R for the next one month as yeah, repentance. Yeah, as penance. <laughs> no, no gender normative. I think people have just assumed that you're too sensitive and you take this criticism to heart and you change. Well, I do take it to heart. It's not like I, I, I think that, oh, <laughs> yes, Bevko, I, I read it and I think there's a lot we learn from it. Anyway, on that note, uh, I think we should wind up. And Advaita, anything that you thought... worth mentioning that gets under reported or over reported in in the media because you know you're one of the few women articulate with again i'm not trying to deride the right but like someone like tejender bagga is enough to become the main face of the right you could have written books and novels and done all that but that will be the phase that will find its way into panels so that's because you will want to focus on also mm. that phase Oh, possibly you know, I mean, maybe media. You that, know, that. you know the but, media. Media will want but, to highlight certain. But from the point of view people, of someone some like from your, uh, you know, ideological position, what is your comment on the media and this entire thing? And you know, I rant about it every week. And since we have you here, I think I should let you give the last rant. What is the problem with the liberal media? Like I, you know, my problems with the Chatu media, whatever media, sure. whatever you call mm-hmm. them. Where do you think the problem is? You know, I think for a long time there has been a sort of ideological apartheid, and the establishment certainly has been left-leaning. It has not been, uh, you know, on this side of at all, uh, to the extent where, uh, you know, for example, there was a couple of years ago I was very actively involved in, uh, you know, tracking political violence. in kerala and it would be very hard to kind of write anything about that because uh, you know the communists have held power for very long and have been very brutal and that was my first encounter with this kind of resistance to hearing another narrative i didn't expect to encounter it because in my mind uh, a liberal would be somebody who would uh, you know encourage all kinds of narratives and engage with all kinds of stories and have their positions but yet be willing to engage you know and i run a little platform for you know a, a festival so there are times when i've invited liberals and said that uh, you know please do come and invited them in and on very neutral panels with evenly balanced etc etc checked all the boxes and they see if there is an rss person they'll say we're not going to come you know and i've never had that response from the rss thing. i remember uh, never the, had this from the, the rss the jlf had said that i don't under- attend jlf because jlf had rss on the platform and I jlf has was... never invited anyone from the rss back after that also and there've right? been people who have written books which have been di- part of mainstream discourse which have been reviewed by mainstream publications legitimate books you know and they've never invited them back so i mean there is there is that apartheid that exists and to me it was very surprising because i never encountered that from the rss they never said that oh we won't be there because so and so is going to be there you know and uh, so it it gave me a huge reality check because i would by default recognize or ident- self identify as a liberal but when i encountered some of these things and there are many instances like this i started thinking differently you know maybe there's a book there Maybe from is. liberal to sanghi or something like that <laughs> <laughs> no, actually yeah this is she's right this is a media wide problem i mean even if like 
any channel they have to find a muslim voice they'll go look for somebody who has a daadi and a topi doesn't matter who he is hmm hey, yeah and they have they will say things Media like people like that hey, like we were discussing the other day about the shahi imam hmm. he is only relevant because the media goes after him all the time Hmm. He doesn't have this much of a of an influence anywhere. Relevance. Political, religious, कुछ भी नहीं. Hindu groups also. I mean, we are not Come a on. that. We are not a congregational uh, lot. You know, I mean, we are not a. It's a guy with a hairless shoulder. Swami Padmavat. Chakrapani. Chakra. Chakrapani. 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 Who has who does the cold shoulder, off shoulder dress? And there's this hum Hindu guy who's a joke. I mean, he's genuinely. You know, he's taught himself English. Who's just. He's taught himself English from Rapidex. Uh, to, be on English, to be on debates to be on debates he is not an english speaker so <laughs> i mean so he says that i had to learn uh, because i have to present this side of actually so before we end actually you know because you brought this up there's an email along those lines i thought i'd save it for next time because there's so many emails this time but this is uh, richie kumar says here my two bits on the idea of anand being on tv debates guess his cockiness and wit would be a good match for such shows i expect him to pull an i agree on the panelists Uh, speaking of fun, wouldn't it be delightful if Anand Vardhan is on Ravish's show? That's from my side, and we'll end with the congratulations to Manisha and the Newsons team for the totally awesome episode on JNU. I've been trying to get my boyfriend Atin to listen to Hafta since forever, but he dozes off each time. Hey, wake up, Atin! What hey? He isn't a news buff yet, but even he enjoys Newsons a lot. Atin, man, in the youth, in the prime of youth, you can't be sleeping. Old age is for sleep, and you can't get any then. साला ऑटोमेटिकली जाग खुल जाती है अब बट अतन यू गॉट अ सब्सक्राइब मैन लिसन टू योर गर्लफ्रेंड रिची एक तो यू सो लकी टू हैव सच अ स्मार्ट गर्ल हु इज कम्प्लीटली एंगेज इन वर्ल्ड अफेयर्स एंड लिसन ऑफ द हफ्ता हु सब्सक्राइब्स एंड हेयर यू आर लेजी बॉय चलो उठो सब्सक्राइब करो गो टू न्यूज ऑन डॉट कॉम एंड क्लिक ऑन सब्सक्राइब एंड ज्वाइन द यूट्यूब मेम्बरशिप सिंस ही लाइक्स न्यूज ही डज नॉट डू बोथ that would be a bit of a we don't then, want to exploit you <laughs> <laughs> but but you know uh, i had uh, i had posted and i uh, on my f- uh, facebook group that i'm done as far as dealing with bigots is concerned cuz you know now that is because there are two varieties like you know when you're saying engaging and i think that's true i mean i'm sure there are people you know across ideology so that's not unique but like kind of swapan had said because the rights has has this new kind of power that's why they haven't been able to develop the ecosystem to have the academic heft that the left has had but the one place that i do draw the line is like for example like vivek agnihotri i will not take any platform that invites him as a speaker seriously because he spreads fake news i'm a news professional i will take someone who has a political ideology or a viewpoint no matter how much i disagree with it it is what that person believes but if a person has made it his or her job to propagate fake news to put stuff that is out there and and many of do them do it very mischievously you know they'll put something out there oh mujhe kisi ne bataya tha aise hua par fir fir aise hua wahan 10000 log mare the if this is true, is true. <laughs> but some of them no, just but, but you know this now, now that is something that i will say that i will not appear on a platform or if i do hmm. I'll, i'll appear but then i will be ruthless in my making fun of that person and i will not take that person seriously and i did that a few times with people in my social set hmm. and we were at a dinner at a party and after the kind of things that they said at this true i said then you are not fucking someone i can deal with seriously na you're an idiot tumhare maa baap ne pude sala school bheja college bheja usa karke aur tum ek whatsapp forward ko believe karke you are putting that as something and if someone puts a journalistic piece 
ये सब बिके हुए हैं लेकिन मेरे अंकल का फॉरवर्ड दैट इज वेयर आई थिंक then respectful engagement cannot happen well you know the the counter to that is really there would be people from the other Absolutely. side who will look at a swara bhaskar and say that she qualifies on exactly those same counts that you are you you know you are associating with fake news uh, as she spread i don't know i mean there have been like twitter i don't really concentrate on individual things but i'm just saying as a parallel no, you know no. there there would be there would be people that you would okay if you the most recent would be an exaggerated sense of alarm over certain things that are happening that and, can happen and, you, you can know, have an example and, and you know kind of saying saying you know this has happened that has happened i could i could draw it out i mean that's just one example but you will have these parallels from each so called ecosystem which really respond and represent similar things to the other side like i said so that's the point i'm making on sure, this it could be upon opinion you can be alarmed or you can say that oh like hindus under threat you know that is a feeling you get but if you say that 25000 people were displaced when these 100 people went and opened fire at xyz place it's not true it didn't happen if you are a habitual offender of spreading fake news then i think giving a person like that a platform is deeply problematic or if you say outright as a new as a news person i can understand where you're coming from but i'm but in in the larger kind of you know in, in terms of observation you know there are there are these parallels that can be drawn from each each system you know who are kind of for example rabble rousers or fake news generators or abusive online etc unfortunately you know that's it's like uh, how do you know it's it's like one matches the other so to speak i think in our response as liberals to Uh, these i mean your central question is should you be nice or should you just call them out is you need to recognize the difference between a bad faith argument and and a person who may be genuinely on the right and believes in certain things which you think are problematic so like hmm. a nupur of op india or these you know op india jokers you can't have a rational argument with them and say ki bhai aap jo galat kar rahe hain galat kar rahe hain because they're just nuts and they want to spread fake news and it's a bad faith argument hmm. even if they want to argue with you it's just to argue to drive home their point but for example in your family whatsapp groups now i have relatives who say that but jnu is just really bad and these guys are just living off taxpayers money or that these guys are you know they chant anti india slogans now those guys believe that because they see that on the media sure. and i think there i no matter how like how much i lose my patience or how tough it is to do it i do try and correct them that no this is what you're being shown but no you know the guys who did chant those slogans haven't yet been arrested and and kanaiya was not there so we don't know about that or that no taxpayer it's not you know it's not a university that's has some 40 year old most of them have this perception ki 45 year old wahan and not, that's I, really widespread but because that's what they've been consuming and i think there you should step in and correct as much as you can but you know you have other portals that have actually been sued by people for you know fake news and things so it's a very partisan thing hmm. so when you use the op india example uh, you know part of the reason for their relevance is that they report a lot of stories that the mainstream media doesn't they don't report no, they, they, don't, they, don't. they do they, they do have, have sitting, they have sitting. started they have they, they don't have any ground report they sit and any anyway, i don't want to give that hmm. much time to them okay. but reporting is something that happens with boots on the ground reporting is not something that happens where you sit here you said those guys are there and then so and so told us this and such and such person has reported reporting can only happen when your reporter goes out there they so when you look report. at a swati goel sharma for example with swaraj, swaraj yeah. she gets out she's there okay she's a reporter she gets out there and the kind of personal attacks she has had to face because she's doing factual reporting which which is not of 
the narrative that say the other side so to speak mm. since we are now living in that world mm. will do so yeah. when you when you see a boost in relevance or traction of these sites is because to a large if you if you just go back to 2013 you know i mean media credibility has really really gone down from then Okay, you know, you know and, 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 and these pieces are also extremely, extremely problematic. A lot of them are just, and when you say the media is not reporting it, what do these guys do? They'll pick up a crime where a guy, a criminal, one of the convicts is Muslim, and they'll say, "Oh, but nobody's talking about that." That's It's a wrong. I followed. I, I followed her on the. cow vigilantism and the and the you know the lynching and things like that because i personally on an on a human level found that very problematic and it was something that disturbed me you know because that people getting uh, lynched yes of or course or the trafficking of cows no people getting lynched okay. of course and 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 then you know i think her kind of reportage where she also covered you know cow smugglers and the reverse that is happening because it's a very violent activity was also uh, was also important i thought but you, you know, know i think because then you understand the whole context in which this this world is uh, you know thriving and the sort of violence is so so much a part of so it i can disagree and one can keep calling you know them names and like jaggi who's been a you know friend yeah. and i've engaged with him often it i i actually not think twice about how can one engage with jaggi because Now I think this is what happens when you go too far down the partisan route, and which I hope newsroom you can stay away from, and that's why you know we won't mm. have a very very inclusive newsroom. When you are so partisan, you may pick up something that you think is correct news. Now Swaraj has reporters, Open India doesn't. Let's be clear. And I put out the tweet: Swaraj Open India ko bachane chale the, khud hi Open India ban gaye. Mm. They reported, and Swaraj has reporters. Open India does. Open India just has. hate vomiters who sit and vomit hate i mean and i don't think any serious news consumer takes them seriously they reported that the name of the character in chapak has been changed from a muslim name to hindu name it was incorrect i'd seen the film they didn't take it down first for a long time then they kind of corrected it that it has since been fixed but how did you report that in the first place and then it was put out by people who have been news professionals did you speak to someone who saw the film Did you just pick it off Twitter? Now, when that happens, then you're not reporting anymore. You are just using your reporting platform that is supposed to be a reporting platform to spread misinformation from Twitter. That is where too much partisanship takes you, because then you just want to believe it. Maybe whoever was on the desk at Swaraj believed that. You know, I think all. Can I just you know, give I, one more example that, to huh? this? Just today, they've run a story, and this is something that Ayush pointed out. The headline says, "If we want, we can destroy the country." This is the ex uh, alien yeah. person. Yeah. Now, what does this quote say? He says, "If you want to see the limits of patience, then see the Indian Muslims' limit of patience after 1947 mm, mm. till 2020. Right. We never tried to break up India. Otherwise, we are coming from that community that if we resolve to destroy, we have enough anger to leave anything. Yeah. This is not the same as saying, 'If we want, we can destroy the country.'" Oh, you're talking in that, but I I, I find so, that speech very problematic. Sure, by the way. It's sure, a, but it's you can very, it's very dangerous. Uh, but you can rhetoric. You can, I'm not saying that you can critique it, but at least critique it on facts. Oh, but this headline twisting. All all outlets are doing. Also, yeah. I think there's Come a on. larger issue here hmm. beyond the part that goes beyond partisanship. Hmm. The point is, why do you draw the line on legitimate argument? Is it a legitimate argument that? one group of people one religious community should be put in concentration camps they should be stripped out of their of their citizenship if some person says that with conviction would you go and share the platform with them 
again it i think context is important that's what I, yeah, yeah context yeah, because these that? calls you'll have to make on your own exactly. everybody if somebody is obviously fine with that then they are fine with that are you fine with no, that but this no. is that this is the left mm. trope of shaming people so for example if you support caa then you're for people being stripped naked and put in detention camps this no, is that doesn't i don't know where that comes from no, because, because there is nothing on the nrc every every country has has detention camps they do have that for illegal no, no, immigrants no 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 country has Come detention on, camps america except has, us for the US, uh, america does for outsiders really, uk yeah. does we just had an indian die in a uk detention for, camp for people who so come this, from outside this, this is people who are being stripped of citizenship in their own country no, see, and then this, put in this thing this is thing. something that needs to be contested i agree but if there is there is an issue with nrc and its implementation and the documentation absolutely that should be done but but to make that obvious assumption that people who support a caa will want people stripped naked and no, put no, in no. detention camps is the kind of uh, you know uh, smearing that the left does constantly no no, no i'm not talking about that you i'm know? talking about somebody who says that these concentration camps in assam hmm. are actually good that that's to, where muslims endorse, belong endorse camps which i'm not talking oh, about no. caa okay, in that i understand context, yeah. i understand what you're saying no of course that is bigotry of a sort uh, absolutely i mean there's no and in fact i mean i had a lot of hopes from swaraj if you see the legacy of raja ji and he was a strong critique of nehru and his socialism and it would be really nice to have a right wing organization or a media watch that can really maybe articulate the rights position or conservatism in a you know more robust manner using facts and better articulation but swaraj is not that uh, i they think they failed us and, and i think that's because it comes to the revenue model one was pursuing because one was pursuing the revenue model of maximum clicks then the more extreme you are the max more clicks you get but i think having the kind especially when they started the kind of journalistic heft that they did have they had some fantastic journalists right of center journalists who did some good reports for them as well i mean tr vivek wrote a piece in caravan about why he left for raj essentially because every blogger could write there as long as they were trashing ram guha and nehru and as long as all that was required from you <laughs> but you so know i know, think i think just and, to play and, the devil's if, advocate if, here. If, if the model was right and even today i think if the model is not based on traffic one can maintain a certain journalistic credibility the moment your revenue model is based on clicks you will be pulled into this you know propagating fake but news but i think it's also important to understand the genesis of op india was as an opinion site also you know where they were doing opinion pieces to start with uh, no institutional support no nothing you know one guy kind of set it up with two other people and then they've gone built up from there and i i am talking and those speaking, guys now are unhappy with how it's going i don't know the internal this thing of it I but mean, i'm actually rahul rajiv i'm actually addressing the you know the why it's resonating because it does turn up in the alexa ratings and all of those things but that doesn't That's matter not, but, but so i'm just right saying part. and it gets shared a lot i mean does i mean we get talked about you know a news channel or two i've seen republic pick up some of their stories and do you know debate some things like journalistic excellence some some no, that is because <laughs> they, of some but, they got some documents they did some reportage of that kind and it got it got it, it no, transitioned I've from no i'm basically this is like to, saying this is this is a bit i disagree this is like saying that vivek agnihotri used to get a platform regularly on on uh, arnab's show because of his academic heft i mean i can't say it movies. i can't say it on the podcast cuz i can't prove it and i would be liable but i know why he used to get invited and it had nothing to do with how good he was it was because someone wanted him there and that person could tell arnab what the fuck to do so and besides alexa ranking this is like 2000 early 2000s ka internet logic that 
ट्रैफिक मीन्स एनी थिंग फॉर न्यूज इट मीन्स नथिंग बट आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट द रेजोनेंस हाँ आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट द रेजोनेंस वाई देर इज अ रेजोनेंस इज बिकॉज दे हैव मैनेज्ड इन वॉट इन वट एवर मैनी ईयर्स टू पिक अप स्टोरीज एंड परस्पेक्टिव दैट there is a very wide audience that feels are not represented in mainstream media sure so that's the point i'm making I don't you know, know about I'm, not, i'm not commenting on journalistic style any of those things i'm not a journalist i don't want to do that hmm. but but certainly i mean i can i can tell you that this is being consumed it is of being course, viewed so, like i said so it is being shared so is breitbart i mean Kamala i mean breitbart we actually have on a, and off it's, it's breitbart is I mean, being Fox consumed is the number one the, cable uh, but, news but tv but that doesn't channel. mean breitbart is valuable i mean porn is being consumed that doesn't See, mean that that's quality cinema it's not i mean and you will if if i was sitting with a different set of people they would be saying this about say let them that's fine let them they you can know, say that but that's what the media space is like no, they no, would no, no. No, they would again, not again they can they can say question that question the legitimacy they can question say that the Adveta, details. But, but you have to but you have to be able to back that with certain specific facts which i can and i have and so somebody who would have those like a working journalist who would if you for example had a swati here who is a working journalist would have be able to back those up with I facts i don't think so because there do, are not enough it, i don't think so for a often i think she has been called for reporters and she never comes oh, i think okay. actually this is uh, but, like you were saying this is a business model problem because we have a piece up right now from a journalist who works with a sort of a respected newspaper in india and he is talking about how 75% of the what they put out is driven by the where the clicks are so they're looking the for clicks. they have these topics which get the so clicks and they're doing that they're doing it may that. not be journalism there's only a small team which looks after other news so most of these people they do this because that's the business model you have also in terms of resonance i'm not really sure about opinion having a resonance because there was a a survey conducted and i'll give you the link of it where even right wingers trusted ndtv more than op india yeah i've seen that so survey. that's fine i mean maybe you want to put out things that ideologically match Uh, what you believe in or you like that okay this person is taking on barkha cuz you hate barkha but when it comes to news consumption or or gathering information you're still going to those websites like a news like an ndtv where you know that okay whether well, reporters yeah at the end of the day hum times of india ko kitni bhi gali de dein jab main ek times of india ka yeah, ek news gathering is phenomenal hu bhai koi gaya hai us jagah usne dekha hai you know hum bhi jab report karte hain but you know this brings me back to what you started with was ashok gelot's comment you know wherein he's talking exactly to mainstream exactly. media there's a there's a whatsapp forward with budgets for every main stream a newspaper and electronic media channel in rajasthan and what is the rate that has been going hmm. someone told me something very interesting who's rajasthan based and said you know when the quota deaths happened the children's deaths happened uh, there was no coverage in the local media there it was picked up by the mm, national media, media. Yeah, and and there's a there is there is it's clever because because the health minister there runs dipr that right? is the state that's the state media, media thing yeah. that allocates the funds here and there so you will not so hence as a result you didn't get anything in the local media this has also happened with dengue deaths where it's being reported that there have been deaths not in poor families but in uh, those families which are of an upper middle class middle class that's the prevalence of are dengue they only don't want local not, talking, so so you know, only so don't local media mainstream media even national media if you'll notice agar maharashtra ki election ho rahi hai उस हफ्ते जो भी महाराष्ट्र का सिटिंग चीफ मिनिस्टर है सडनली उसकी खबरें कम हो जाएंगी क्योंकि फ्रंट पेज एड महाराष्ट्र के होंगे जब दीज चैनल्स दैट आर अटैकिंग यू नो व्हाट्स इज नेम योगी ऑन रेगुलर बेसिस ड्यूरिंग अ पर्टिकुलर टाइम वे दे विल बी साइलेंट एंड यू विल सडनली सी अ फोल फ्लड ऑफ एड्स वेदर इट इज टू देव देवा बली बनारस में बनेगी वो फ्रंट पेज 
not only does the local media get affected, national media gets affected by individual states. May they will attack them for the rest of the year. For that one month, they'll stop attacking them. For example, Qatar gets attacked regularly, regularly. But I think he sort of sensibly handled the state so far. You know, one, well, one, I think but, but, is a, but you know, I mean, he he constantly attacked by even the so-called Godi media. Yeah, but yeah, but constantly, the same thing consistently. The elections were announced in Delhi. There was mm. radio silence on Kejriwal on suddenly because there were ads all over the place. All the ads were Kejriwal ads. They were all the front page, mid page. Suddenly, all these people who have made it a habit to attack Kejriwal suddenly there were there were no anti-op reports. So that's what I'm saying. You know, when the mainstream media is so obviously compromised and this has become public knowledge, then you will have outfits that, that you know, no, do, then what do you resonate. I think where sense. we faltered is that the mainstream media has not reported on itself enough, which is why, I mean, there were organizations like News Laundry that came up because there's a gap that needs to be filled, but that has to be filled by journalists and it has to be filled journalistically. It cannot be done by bloggers who've never been in a newsroom who don't know what news is chosen, why, who don't understand the business, who don't understand critique. I'll tell so you, I, I think mean, it has to be, used to be us I think who have to start criticizing rep- ourselves, reporting on reporting ourselves. Reporting is a serious business. You know, it's like filmmaking. Like when you re- watch a film, just because it is out for everybody to see, there's a film, if you've never been on a film set, now you have no fucking idea what it's like to make a film and you know that. Similarly, Anandya, who was a friend at one point, has sat on Hafta and said reporting should not be a full-time profession. Otherwise, you get compromised. Your money should come somewhere. Reporting should be something you should do on the side. That's very stupid. I'm like, dude, do you know what it takes to report? Yeah, (laughs) on the Hafta. I have great respect for reporters. It takes, sometimes you spend eight days and you come up with nothing. I mean, it's not a side activity like stamp collecting that you do. And the problem is too many people think that I can just sit on my computer... I never introduced myself as a journalist and people keep telling me I, I correct them. I said, no, I'm an interviewer, I'm a, I'm a commentator, I'm a businessman, I'm an entrepreneur because I haven't done any fucking journalism in a very so long time. You know, I'll tell you an interesting story. I went to a news debate on uh, Kerala, the violence I was reporting from them and I, of course, took a position on that. I felt like the RSS, Swam Sevaks were being victimized and I had my reasons and I did my study, went there, everything. So I went on a news debate and there were, there were three of us there and uh, two were journalists, and that was me. So the anchor said, you know, should I introduce you as a journalist? Because there was sort of a reportage that I did. So I said, please don't. So she said, why? I said, because I'm taking a position on this. And, and they both looked at each other. And I said, you know, it's so straightforward to me because if you're taking a position on something, then, you know, declare that position and say, this is where I stand. This is where I appreciate Arnab. He used to come on and say, okay, fine. If this is my position, if you want to call me right wing, you call me right wing. This is who I am. He didn't cloak it with, you know, this sort of sweet, sophisticated speak of balance and all of that. He said, this is who I am. Like it. This makes yeah, me I angry. Think, you don't like it. I think it, having a transparent position, which is one of the first things that actually yes, is laundry Yes, it's very also. important. So, but uh, I think, it, at least in terms of the importance of reporting, the right should also understand that every ammunition that you've had against the Congress was provided by journalists who investigated Commonwealth, 2G, journalists who reported on Radia. I, I mean, this was hardcore journalism, right? We, if there's one thing that I don't necessarily so, agree with... So this whole with, thing that mainstream media is... I no, mean, I understand their problems, but... There's one thing that I don't necessarily agree with is this whole reporter as a villain and as a, you know, a sort of opponent factor. Because for the simple reason, if you look at, you know, in politics, I mean, they get people, political parties are giving tickets to all kinds of people for we electoral gains. We have yeah. a report. So what, what is this big high ide- ideological ground that, you know, you have to take that position on the media? So um, on that note, we'll wind up our request everybody to have their recommendations up. But before I open the recommendations out I would request all of you to 
rank news uh, hafta on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on whether it's iTunes Spotify Stitcher uh, if you're on newsroom.com great if you're on any other podcast platform if you give us a high rating the likelihood of other people discovering us are higher and us nudging them to become subscribers higher so do get people to subscribe because when you get people to subscribe then news media becomes truly independent and if you have any feedback you can mail us at contact@newslaundry.com i repeat contact@newslaundry.com put hafta in the subject line and share feedback if you have any abuse to leave you can leave it on manisha's twitter timeline also our website migration is pretty much complete as you have seen we've got a new layout we will be tweaking this design over the next month and once we've got the design and the art absolutely titch then we'll be developing a app in the meantime if you have any recommendations on the experience on the user experience do mail us because now for the next month it's just the cosmetic side of this website that we're going to be tweaking the tech is pretty much fixed but if you have any feedback on that don't hesitate to share it because we want you to have a flawless friction free news consumption experience and when i say news consumption it is news consumption here it is not just voyeuristic nonsense that i saw some reality show stars spat on some other reality show stars pillow and there was a news report around it anyway so advaita your recommendations first this is funny i was just on twitter when we and this quote out here so many on the left appear to have surrendered to a collective fantasy in which the slightest point of political disagreement is interpreted as evidence of fascism andrew doyle so i just found that so interesting that it turned up on my tl but but really i mean i think uh, what i really enjoyed watching if i stick to films uh, and a little bit of journalism was bombshell you know i thought it was terrific oh, i haven't seen it i yeah. loved it and it's an oscar nominated film and i've also seen the hot star series on roger isles which was again of course from the loudest voice the loudest voice in, in the room or something mm-hmm. to that effect and it was based on a book and that was fantastic as well so i, I you know he he was a very very sleazy yeah, character horrible, clearly yeah. but uh, the story is compelling because of the women and you know how they came forward and and stood up for themselves and, and megan yeah, kelly and just and how Th- it is mm-hmm. as megan kelly yeah. is just fantastic man I mean, she's you really have to something else man look at uh, and she's an been actor. doing this you know monster was yeah. another film in which she won the oscar mad max She, she so does good. these transformations and she does them effortlessly. Brilliant. I mean, she's very chameleon-like. Yeah. So I would really recommend that movie for, of course, that whole fight and the newsworthiness of it. And I mean, the newsworthiness and the fact that the liberals loved that this was happening to Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't impact their ratings. It didn't impact their ratings at all. They're still wearing dresses, mm. and um, and life goes on. But but I thought that was very good. And just on an aside, I think Knives Out is excellent again. Another Oscar nominated, yeah. if you like, murder mystery, uh, country home, old school. you love this movie loudest voice i thought uh, this one was really amazing russell crowe no fantastic fantastic yeah, he plays roger ailes and to humanize a character like that you know because there yeah. are times when he's walking and he's looking so obviously so ailing pathetic, yeah. and you know he's terrible but mm. but you kind of feel like oh my god you know i mean your recommendation uh, so i have two recommendations both from news laundry one is uh, a piece by vivek narayan vivek narayan uh, has is married to a lady from pakistan karachi so he was recently in karachi and he has written 
a piece and indians perspective of what is happening with pakistan right now the headline is pakistan is humming with optimism what's happened to india it's an interesting read if you want to another is since we've been talking about media models and uh, business models for media uh, there's this first person account by a, a journalist who works with a newspaper in delhi it's called how the race for clicks is hollowing out indian journalism Okay. So this is interesting about Vivek's piece also. I mean, I was at Quorum. Yes, he runs mm-hmm. um, the club there, and uh, someone was just mentioning uh, how Pakistan is not really talking about us, but <laughs> we're talking a lot yeah. about them yeah. in the social kind of. Um, mm. That's kind of pathetic, chit-chat. yeah. Yeah. So they were just making that point. He's ex- actually said that line in yeah. this. That yeah, yeah, we are too obsessed with too them. Too obsessed, and they don't care much. Mm. So, because we were having this intense—I mean, not we—but uh, some some people on the WhatsApp group were having this communism versus capitalism thing, and we touched on it. A piece in the New Yorker, the philosopher redefining equality. It's on Elizabeth Anderson, who's an American philosopher, and it's a profile of her. So, I would recommend because she addresses a lot of these issues of inequality and right, the system in the right, and this communism and all that. So, this and also her book, uh, Private Government. How Employers Rule Our Lives and We Don't Talk About It. Uh, it's a book that she's written and supposed to be really good. I haven't read it, but I think since I'm reading it, all of you should too. Well, what I'd like to recommend is Planet Money Podcast. And I so often, you know, recommend Planet Money Podcast. But this one I would recommend not just to our listeners, but to our news laundry colleagues as well. It's a half an hour podcast and it talks about how Putin became this invincible czar of, of Russia. and it's such a long history matlab kgb shgb to make it compact into 30 minutes and yet be inf- informative enough for it not to be totally superficial it's it's really well done and i highly recommend as a podcast uh, you know everyone listen to it and if neet our wonderful producer we should do podcast like this is it only on Put- putin is that it it's yeah it's on putin it's it's, on, it's just half an hour on putin on that note thank you listeners for listening thank you for your patience and i hope you like the new website do share your feedback thank you adveta for coming thank you for having me i mean this is on the wrong side of the tracks huh, today no yeah but <laughs> i hope we see you at the media rumble i shall keep you informed uh we sh- we shall have you and, and and speak and maybe you can recommend some other speakers as well mm-hmm. so that it's but you'll shoot them down i mean if i rec- recommend anyone don't no. don't recommend vivek agnihotri no but you can recommend as long as it's vivek we had actually uh, oh. invited uh, dattatre sahab last time but right. they were date you know there was a in fact a former editor of of organizer organizer was there, was there. so we we've, we've had a, you know i mean i was telling hmm. you i think i mentioned this to you earlier the best conversation i had at my event was between oac hmm. and the org- and the organizer's editor hmm. and uh, there was a moment when uh, oac was talking about secularism and the organizer's editor turned to him and said but by your definition uh, prafulla ketkar said i should be the most secular person because i'm married to a hyderabadi muslim <laughs> and there was a moment of silence because always he had no idea that the organizer's editor could be married, to, married a to a hyderabadi muslim that was just too close you know <laughs> so i mean the fascinating things that emerge from you know just conversations yes and yep. on that note i leave you with this song join us again next hafta and until then keep telling people to subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served don't ever tire of saying that bye bye 
सजन रे झूठ मत बोलो खुदा के पास जाना है नहाती है न घोड़ा है वहाँ पैदल ही जाना है सजन रे झूठ मत बोलो खुदा के पास जाना है नहाती है न घोड़ा है वहाँ पैदल ही जाना है सजन रे झूठ मत बोलो All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.